Wait, no, it didn't work. <laughs> Did it not work? <laughs> just keep important. talking. Let's just see how long la, we can la, go. Hello. everybody welcome back to another episode of this is my bourbon podcast where we discuss what makes bourbon the spirit of kentucky my name's perry thank you all so much for joining me this week uh we've got a very special guest but before we get to him i'm gonna welcome chad back to the podcast Hi, for everybody. the third time this this round yeah um and and with us as i said before um is a new friend of the show uh mr bill she Hey guys, good to be here. <laughs> ready to drink some bourbon, ready to talk some Star Wars, let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, uh, we're, we're doing something a little bit different today. We're uh, doing a, a Star Wars episode, and I am, it, it, I'll bring it back around to bourbon by the end of the whole thing, uh-huh. there, but it's, it's, it will tie back to You don't to need to try very hard, it just, it, it naturally at some point it'll get back into it. Oh, it definitely will. <laughs> um, first pour of the show uh, is going to be Bullet, just the regular Bullet Frontier bourbon. Um, this has been one of my favorites for a long time and I kind of fell out with it for a little bit, but then, um, recently came back to it. Um, as I've discussed on the show before, uh, Mark from Bullet, uh, one of the, I guess, marketing guys there, uh, reached out to me, uh, I guess after I reached out to him first and asked him for, uh, asked for Tom to be on the show. He said it wasn't going to work out, but we'll send you a bottle anyway. <laughs> I was like... That's a pretty good deal. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? So free free bottle of bourbon from uh, the guys at, at Bullet. Um, but anyway, in uh, in honor of kicking things off, guys, cheers. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as I introduced uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, uh, the new segment, uh, What We've Been Drinking... Um, where we talk briefly about what we've been uh, sipping on. Sorry, I had a weird email that just popped up. Um, what we've been sipping on recently uh, since we last talked. So, uh, Bill, since you're new, mm-hmm. what you been drinking on? Well, I got for Christmas this year a bottle of just regular Basil Hayden, and I've just been just knocking that down a little bit. It <laughs> had a full bottle at Christmas. It's a little bit under a, a quarter of a bottle. Um, but, yeah, it's it's good. It's smooth. Um it's not pappy, but it'll get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> I would really like to see a, uh, a higher proof ber- a version of Basil Hayden mm-hmm. get put out sometime. Yeah. I mean, you know, that will never happen, of course. <laughs> but um, maybe it's someday. Wait, is it Did... Basil Hayden or is it Basil I've Hayden? I've always said Basil Hayden. Okay, you say was... Basil Hayden. I say is it Basil. Have ba- yeah. <laughs> oh, I been saying it wrong this entire time? No, no. I, I, I think <laughs> we're definitely in the minority. Okay, uh, gotcha. I was, I was told a story by... Um, Adam, I can't remember his last name, but he's the brand ambassador for Beams and Tory, mm-hmm. and it was basically about the gist of it. He, it was a, it was a really good story, but I can't do it justice, <laughs> so I'll just boil it down to the, the gist of it. I've never met a man named Basil, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's named after uh, a man. So 
Basil. It makes for a great, it's uh, like great spice. Basil. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, Basil Expedition from Austin Powers. You know, it wasn't Basil Expedition. So that's why. And we've been, you know, um, purposely like training ourselves to say Basil instead of Basil mm-hmm. because, you know, I always called it Basil Hayden too. Right, and I did too for a little little while, and then I think maybe one time I accidentally like I was ordering it, and I. I think I accidentally said Basil Hayden, and then the waiter looked at me and was like, "Thank you." <laughs> What's his name? You were accidentally. You were ac- <laughs> You were accidentally right. Yeah, so exactly. It's all yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Chad, what you been drinking on your Sunday? Uh, I've been drinking a lot of rye lately. Mm. We've been doing. Uh, we just did our second rye flight fight uh, yesterday. We filmed it. Mm. Been coming out. Well, I don't know when this is going to come out, so that really doesn't matter. It's probably out by the time this podcast is out. Uh, but yeah, so I've been drinking a lot of rye. But another thing, uh, bourbon-wise, has been the um, Old Fitzgerald Bottle and Bond. Yeah, we talked about that last time mm-hmm. that you yeah. were on. Yeah. Um, I still have yet to try it. I need, yeah, I almost I need brought it, but I thought, you know, mm-hmm. we've got three yeah. three high rye bourbons here yeah. to drink. We're probably good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good for this yeah. episode. Yeah. But um, I'm not completely certain if it's being made anymore. Mm-hmm. I know it's really hard to find. I I feel like it's not. Yeah, I think I, I saw I something recently. I don't think it is. That, that's what I've, that's what I've always heard. Yeah. But then I'll find it here and there, and I'm, oh well, okay. <laughs> um, but now for sure, if I find it, I'm definitely gonna buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so much better than the 80 proof. You know, than the prime. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. It's, it's the the nuttiness is really amplified in that 100 proof. Yeah. Um. And I. I know where I like. I think I've told you before. I know where a handle of the the bottle and bond is mm-hmm. sitting here in Richmond. Of the old fence? Um, yeah. Oh well, tell me. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, I'll Don't tell, tell you. Me. Yeah, I'm just telling tell tell everybody else. I'll tell you off there. <laughs> um, but you know, unfortunately, liquor stores in Richmond aren't opened on, on Sunday. <sighs> Sunday. So, and we're like, recording on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost said by the time we finish, it'll be, you know, I was thinking six o'clock. Places will close, but. Not even open on Sunday. You know, liquor stores in Richmond stay up pretty late. I mean, um, even even some stay up until like midnight or one a.m. Oh, it's really? really surprising. Yeah, um, you know, the, which is a nice change from going to Lexington and liquor barns closed mm-hmm. at like nine, ten o'clock. That's, that's <laughs> just a shame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what have I been drinking on? Um, I really have been kind of like last time. I was saying um, I've been drinking a lot of Blantons. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished off a bottle of the H. Taylor Small Batch last night. Ooh, I love that. I do too. It's so good. <laughs> it's so hard to find too, which mm-hmm. is such a shame. But um, I have nine bottles, Munkard. <laughs> <laughs> Chad is. Let, let's talk for a second about. I don't know if we've ever talked on air about this before, but Chad is um, very much a bourbon collector. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple months ago, right, you went through and counted all the bottles that you had. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're really gonna make that public now. No, no, <laughs> but I, I will say, um, when when Chad to- told me that he was doing this, he goes, "Take a guess, and if you're right, I'll give you a bottle." And I was like, "Awesome!" So I guessed, and I was one number off. I was one off. Yep. And um, I and it was one of those two where I was just kind of shooting it out, like, mm, "There's no way there's gonna be this many." Yeah. <laughs> there were that many. Off. There were that yes. many plus one. <laughs> plus one. Yeah, but you know, I I want to own every bottle. Mm-hmm. So if it's an eight dollar <laughs> bottle that I haven't had before, I want that bottle. Do you have a lot of bottles of Kentucky Gentleman then, or is it just? Well, KG is is a blended whiskey. Oh, uh-huh. so, so I, I, I am a stickler <laughs> for the rules. I am a stickler. Uh-huh. 
So <laughs> lemon whiskey, not bourbon. So no, I don't. Well, I've got a I bottle. No KG. Good. <laughs> I've got that bottle of um, Old Kentucky Barrel Select over there mm-hmm. that I don't think you've had before. Mm, um, it's an eighty proofer. It was one of those where I was just kind of glancing around, seeing if there was something that. Uh, Is that the one with the four on the neck. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I have it. Oh, you do really? Yeah. Have you actually have you actually tried it? Yeah, that was uh, I haven't seen it in ages. That was in our fifty under twenty five. Oh, was it really? First episode, which was about two years ago. Yeah. Um, I haven't really seen it since then. So yeah. I opened it for that, but um, it didn't make it too far in the bracket. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think. But it, it, I mean, it's nothing special. But it, it was another mm-hmm. one of those where I I figured I would at least try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was yeah. Yeah. pleasantly surprised but what's funny though is that you know you go that i one of the first things if i pick up a bottle like that is to you know do research on mm-hmm. it um and i couldn't really find anything and i scanned it into my phone <laughs> for calorie track <laughs> because you know new year new me uh-huh, whatever sure. um and when it popped up on on the app it said <laughs> it said it was evan williams mm-hmm. based on the barcode Hmm. Well, it's like this is very maybe it's bizarre. just maybe, maybe it's just different home. label. I mean, it, it could it could very well be, yeah. but I mean it. Hmm. I mean, for I got it for ten dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. it's worth it just yeah. you know to oh absolutely you know try something mm-hmm. new for for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I like to do uh, when we have new people on the show is ask them about how they got into bourbon. So, Bill, I'm going to ask you about how you got into bourbon, but I'm also going to um, expand things a little bit, too, because, you know, this is a Star Wars-themed mm-hmm. uh, episode, episode there you go. Um, which I, I'm really kind of psyched about because uh, mm-hmm. I haven't <laughs> I haven't really put my, I, I guess, my thoughts about Star Wars on record before, uh-huh. um, and we're all three real big Star yeah. Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so first talk about... Mm-hmm. Um, how you started drinking bourbon and, and uh, why it was important to you, but then go into your relationship with Star Wars and um, especially what you're doing with it now. Okay, absolutely. So um, I guess bourbon has always kind of just like been around my, I have a large Irish Catholic family, so obviously <laughs> there's always drinking happening. Every weekend we're, we're going, we're, there, there's a family party or something, and I guess my first entry into it was uh, my uncle uh, always drank or he still does drink maker's mark and so i mean that's kind of like pretty basic like yeah. everybody if, if you know anything about bourbon it's just maker's mark is just run of the mill <laughs> kind of stuff but uh that was my entryway and so like when i started drinking when i was 21 like everybody else because sure yeah yeah sure. exactly yeah. it was legal um that's what i started <laughs> with and then like so my dad he would get at his job like at the end of the year people would just give him bottles of bourbon for presents. And so... Well, how do I get that job? Ex- exactly. No, he just... Like, that's... Nobody knows what to get him, so they would just like, here, here's alcohol. You like sure, that. Yeah. So that, yeah. uh, And so it started uh, Maker's Mark. I, I enjoyed it. And then we would just have nights, father and son, where we would just drink Aww. bourbon and just taste different ones. And uh, that's actually what you were just talking about, the tailor. The, the first one, like, the first... Uh, sip of Taylor I had right. was blown away just because oh, yeah. like it just I've never f- experienced a, a, a bourbon at that point that just kind of like you put it in your mouth and it just kind of evaporates a little and it, like <laughs> it, it it was it was awesome and so it's um it's this past year has actually been like a a pretty big like bourbon year for me like 2017 because I finally got to taste the I finally got to taste Pappy mm-hmm. which good on you yeah. <laughs> like it, I didn't think like anything could like live up to my expectations, but then like it's just it just goes down. Like it's just it's beautiful and it's smooth and it's everything you want a bourbon to be. 
Um, so that's kind of my like experience with bourbon. I've always, you know, it, it's it's been around, but like I didn't appreciate it until I was an adult. Sure. And I, can, and I continue to um, expand my horizons, uh, <laughs> so to speak, with uh, with all with all this kind of with bourbon stuff. But Star Wars, let's get to Star yes. Wars let's talk about bit. Star Wars as well. So as much as bourbon has been there, Star Wars has pretty much been there since. Before that, uh, my <laughs> a long early, time ago. Yeah, a long time ago in in in, in Lexington, basically. Um, some of my first memories of I, I don't remember like seeing it for like the first time because like I was two or three. Right. But one of my earliest memories is my mom was coming up the stairs and I, she had this big, baggy like brown uh, uh, Jedi hoodie is is what I called it <laughs> and I had the hood up and she was coming up the stairs. And I loved Obi Wan Kenobi, and like, I would take the hood up when she. Uh, I took the hood down and said, "Hello there." <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's like, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, it's it's always been there, and uh, I growing up as a like I, I'm twenty three, so I grew up. I I wasn't able to see the original trilogy right. in theaters. Um, so the movies I got to see... He said it, that very di- directly to you, Chad. Well, no, by no, the no, way. I didn't, I did, I, 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 wow. I, did, I didn't mean that. Just like that, huh? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but the first... Uh, I, I remember my fir- the first movie that I like remember like going to see was The Phantom Menace uh, at actually Lexington Green, when that old theater there mm-hmm. in, in Lexington. Which no longer exists. It doesn't sadly. exist anymore. R.I.P. That's, that's enough reason to drink but, right yeah. there. So. <laughs> But, which I will I will say real quick, that's okay because that movie theater sucked. Yeah, by the, like, exactly. By, like the last no. three years of it, like all the speakers were blown. Well, and, and, like, and even like when I went to see, like the, the, they put they played Star Wars in the good theater. Let's like that, <laughs> yeah. the, the one good theater they had left, and that was in 1999. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, and so I can just remember seeing all of the the prequels as a kid going multiple times two three four times in in theaters and then i saw revenge of the sith uh right before i or right when i got done with my i guess i was in fifth grade when that came out i was i was in yeah i was in sixth grade so yeah 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 yeah. so i remember where you're apart yeah chad chad's it's keeping quiet He's two years apart, but, but anyway, and so like, and then like after that, I saw the last day of school, and then I thought, okay, this this is done. Like, there's there's no more Star Wars. They've told the story, um, and then I guess throughout high school, like, I loved it, but like, I kind of like, I had still had all these like lightsabers and stuff like that. So whenever right. people want to do Halloween stuff, like with lightsabers, <laughs> they ask, hey, does anybody have any extra lightsabers? And here I came. I remember one day because like I I went to. Uh, I went to Lexington Catholic, and there was one day where they were like, "Okay, we need all these lightsabers." And so I brought maybe eight, <laughs> just just casually, because like there was a whole group of them that wanted to be like Jedi, and so I was just like, "Here, I have all these." Um, did you ever get them back? As my yes, question. I did. Okay, good. Yes, I did. No, like I would, I would, I would make sure that I got them back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then all of a sudden Disney got the rights back when I was in college, my my freshman year, and. I kind of, like I said, I kept it hidden a little bit, but then, like, as soon as they announced The Force Awakens that they were bringing out more movies, it just kind of, like, lit this fire under my ass that was, like, every day I was checking on different sites, like, what can I find out about Star Wars? What can I find out about the movie coming out? And it just, I watched other shows, and it would eventually become this thing where 
I was writing a little bit, and I was writing for this website called GeekFeed, and uh, this website that I write for now, uh, Star Wars Newsnet, has was always one of the sites that I would look at, um, just because they they would and they would report all the news on Star Wars, and and so after I I, I got done over at GeekFeed because it it didn't really it wasn't going anywhere, so I just was like I I need to get out of this, <laughs> and so uh, I just emailed him was like Hey, let's let's can I start writing for you guys? And he said, yeah. And so now that's led to writing for them and, and doing their podcast, uh, the resistance broadcast. So it's, it's led into, um, something that I, I, I love doing and I get to do on a daily basis. And it's been a cool, a great journey, I guess. I don't know. And, and now I get, to, now I'm here to drink bourbon, talking about star Wars. I mean, it's, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. So do you watch the, the cartoons and everything? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm a Rebels big, big canon junkie. Yeah. I'm, oh, okay. I'm actually, uh, in my, my, when I have a little downtime, I'm, I like reading all the canon stuff and I've been, uh, I, for Christmas, I got the art of the last Jedi, mm-hmm. which has been, oh my God, there's so much cool stuff in there. So much, uh, like, I'm, I'm one of the, like, the, those people that, like, when I love something, like, as much as I love Star Wars, I would know every single thing yeah. about it. Like, mm-hmm. what led into, what led to this decision and that decision and just this little, con- just the concept art behind it is incredible to me. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very up to date on the canon and all that stuff. Nice. Had, had you been up to date on everything before Disney acquired the rights well, and then erased yeah (laughs) no i i read a couple of like young reader stuff growing up they had like this anakin and obi-wan like apprentice that like tried to fill in the gap between one and two um but other than that like nothing and and on it and quite frankly i know some people will say like oh this this is um here is heresy or whatever um (laughs) i it didn't bother me one bit that they got rid of the old eu um, because it was such, some of the stories just felt so disconnected and sure. w- without, with the exception of maybe Timothy Zahn's Thrawn stuff, um, I just, I didn't think that it was all a cohesive story and, and, and George sure. even was like, yeah, that, yeah, this isn't my story. And so, and, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's a separate thing. So some people like, there was a petition at one point to like keep the old EU and get rid of this new stuff, which... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not we'll gonna, get, I'm we'll not, get to the new yeah. stuff later yeah. on in the, in the episode too, because I, I have a whole portion on what Let's, we thought okay. about the Last Jedi. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, those those are my that's my pathway into Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Chad, your turn. Uh, well, I'm a little bit older than you guys, and so it's like two years, three years, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, I wasn't around when the first Star Wars was in theaters, mm-hmm. but I was around when some of the other ones were in theaters. Not that I, I was still too young to remember them, but luckily I have a sister who's about six years older than me, mm-hmm. and she's really into it. Um, so, you know, her being my only sibling and she's six years older than me, I, you know, looked up to her. I wanted to be interested in the things that she was interested in, and Star Wars was just, you know, I didn't have to try. It was just, <laughs> it was a natural fit. It was available. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we had all the original toys. Yeah, in, mm. in my house, like the Kenner toys. Yeah, the Kenner mm-hmm. toys, oh and still do. That's really we, we, we oh, took, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, I have, a, I have an original uh, Jabba the Hut, you know, even with Salacious B. Crumb and and everything. Uh, I had the Ewoks uh, tree like 
play mm, play set. But, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of that stuff. Wow. And it's all you know, I that's have it all awesome. still. Um, <clears throat> have you watched the toys that made us yet? That's a, an amazing. I had no idea. <laughs> I, that's on my list. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. apparently Kenner is like was from Cincinnati and like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Like I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should really check it out. I don't yeah. want to spoil oh, it for it's you, but it's it's fantastic. amazing. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um. So I always had the love of Star Wars. Things were kind of tough in the um in the nineties before it was announced that they were going to make the, the Minutes, make yeah. the prequels. Um, now I can already sense this is going to be a, book, a good podcast because <laughs> I have an undying love for Star Wars, mm-hmm. but there's things that I don't like about it. I and mm-hmm. I think that's fair oh, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think every fan like sure absolutely. Has so like, it. well, I only say that because I have some friends who it almost seems like Star Wars can do no wrong no matter what. So the, the original trilogy, like. Star Wars can do no wrong, or just like well, I, I know people. Like, no, just Star Wars okay. the brand in general. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, I love where this is going. By the way, <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. So the, the prequels, I was super pumped for it, and mm-hmm. then I was, I was let down because mm-hmm. I was like, well, that wasn't. Of course, you know, I was a lot older when I right. saw them right. than you guys. Uh, I was like, eh, wasn't, not too much. Uh, though. Not I mean, too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that wasn't the best, and then it didn't get better, mm-hmm. and then you know, um, Revenge of the Sith was. The best of the prequels, mm-hmm. but still definitely you know, not that great. I disagree with that, but we'll get okay. into that. We'll get into that. Really? We'll talk a little, right. a little bit about right. it later. But. Um, <laughs> and then, I'll be honest with you, when it was announced that Disney was buying Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. I was very apprehensive. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. And some people were like, but yeah. we're going to have Star Wars forever for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives. And I'm like, okay, but what if Is they're gonna bad? Be, yeah. yeah. What yeah. if they're bad? Yeah. That would... that And that was... I forget, I mean, The Force Awakens completely blew me away, but that, like, I was, I had that thought, too. Because, sure. like, if if this sucks, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, am I going to, is this going to keep going? Or like... Yeah. And even though, um, you know, George Lucas, a lot of people blame him for the prequels, still, like, it's 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 Lucas's story. It's right. his thing. And he's given away for other people to tell the story. And I just don't know how Definitely. I feel about it. Da, 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 da. Um, but as far as the level of, of fandom goes, um, some friends of mine have made fan films, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Been on many a podcast uh, talking about Star Wars and so forth. In fact, I have two buddies who uh, do Inside the Force, which is a podcast. Mm, cool. And awesome. And, and things. Nice. So um, the fandom is real. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> yeah. Definitely cool. Um, well, I. I knew about, I, I think when, when I first knew about Star Wars, I wanted to learn everything about it, which I did. And so before I ever saw a Star Wars you movie, knew the whole lore I knew it. everything. Wow. So like everything was ruined for me, <laughs> um, which, which yeah. kind of sucked. And, but like at the same time, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was very common knowledge, for example, that Darth Vader was Luke yeah. Skywalker's father. Yeah. Spoilers. So, <laughs> oh, this entire episode is just going to be straight heavy, spoilers. Heavy spoiler. I mean, yeah. if you haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies and don't care, sorry. you're probably not listening. Sorry. But, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, I have a strong opinion about the order that it should be shown to kids who haven't seen it. I think this. I. 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 I have a. Yeah. Is this the machete cut? Yeah. That you're... Well, no, it's not even that. It's just some people say, "Well, you should show them in the order: Episode One, mm-hmm. Two, Three, Four, Five, Six. I don't and I'm think like, so. No, I used why to think that. Would you because... deny your kid? 
the revelation that happens in episode five. Why would I, you do that to them? My yeah. girlfriend had not seen a single Star Wars movie until I started dating her, which, by the way, our first date was watching all the Star Wars movies. God bless her. Wow. I oh, knew man. she I knew she liked me for like she said yeah. Like I, I, I proposed <laughs> that date and she said yes. So I'm like, okay, so we watched uh, four, five, and six, and that's kind of how I, I feel like you should do it, where yeah. you should do four, five, and then people... One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, like, I used to be like, it's George Lucas's story, and he wanted to do one, two, three, four, five, six, do it in that order, but, like, I agree, like, why take that away? That's what, sure. that is the greatest reveal in all of cinema history, and you're gonna take it, take that away, because you see... <laughs> Hayden Christensen wailing around and, and crying because... Because <laughs> he hates sand. Because it's yeah. rough and coarse and gets <laughs> everywhere. Ugh, I hate that line so much. <laughs> um, but I, like I said, I, I kind of knew everything about it before I went into seeing even A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And so I was already really excited for what I was about to see. And once I did see it, it like my, my entire world changed. I mean, I was completely blown away, mm-hmm. not just by the characters or, you know, the world that was built, but just, you know, the storytelling or the, the, the little minutia that went into, um, each second mm-hmm. of, <laughs> exactly. of these, of these movies. Um, and by that point, um, Revenge of the Sith hadn't come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had all this time to kind of build up what Revenge of the Sith was going to be mm-hmm. like. We're going to finally see, you know, the actual descent into, of... Into the dark side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I was, I was so excited. And, and Revenge of the Sith, was, Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. rather, uh, was the first movie that I saw twice in theaters, too. Wow. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I really did go into it with rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. and came out, you know very pleased with it um and i mean i i I enjoy that movie a a whole lot i haven't seen it in a while Mm -hmm. but and i'm sure that you know going back to it now it Mm -hmm. probably isn't going to hold up as well Mm -hmm. but um regardless at the time it was a big turning point for me because that was where um that was where star wars again was kind of the first thing that i really got really really Mm -hmm. entrenched in (laughs) and i credit that to um my my knack for, <laughs> and I'm going to use this word, and it's going to sound negative, but it, I'm not using it that way. Obsession. Yep. You know, I mean, Star Wars was really my first obsession, and and you know, again, to kind of bring it back to bourbon, you know, <laughs> I I give it that for you know my love of anything that I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of hook onto. Absolutely. Speaking of bourbon, my my glasses. Yes, let's drink something else. That is an excellent <laughs> transition. Thank you. Well, what did you guys think of the bullet? I don't think we talked a lick about it. Well, I I. I'll let Bill go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we didn't talk anything we did, about uh, it. It's good bourbon. I mean, like I, I yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See, what insight? <laughs> Bill's I'm here a, for Star Wars. I'm a connoisseur, as, <laughs> as the kids would say. You know? No, I think it's I think it's good. Um, it, uh, you know, it's one of those. I think it's gonna may possibly sound weird, but. It's one of those that I think is better when it stands alone, mm-hmm. um, as when, opposed to when you start putting yeah. it next to other ones. Mm-hmm. I think its charm kind of kind of wears off, and mm-hmm. I, I just know that from experience of doing blind flights with it. It's it's never fared um, real well. It's always you know kind of been middle of the pack, but you know it's a it's a ninety proof, uh, pretty affordable mm-hmm. bourbon, not too expensive. Definitely. So you know it's you gotta kind of put it put those caveats with it when you're talking about it. But 
Um, I do love higher rye bourbons, and this is actually probably of these three that we have here, our, our highest rye, I believe. The Bullet? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's great about it. It has a nice, uh, I think, kind of a pepper spice to it, as opposed yeah. to like mm-hmm. some that have like a clove spice, which... And sometimes I kind of lean more lean more towards the clove spice because um, I like more of like a barrel influence and things that kind of go darker on the back end and like chocolatey and or nutty. But it's um, it's definitely a a solid offering mm-hmm. and it's great in cocktails. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. Absolutely. And and you yeah. talked about this too recently um, about how much you love. Um, or not love necessarily. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> How much you like um, bullet rye in an old fashioned? Yeah. yeah, or just rye in general in an old fashioned. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah, rye rye cuts through really well, and that's why the high rye bourbons uh, cut through in a cocktail. Um, but the you know the bullet rye is ninety five percent rye, whereas you know we're learning a majority of ryes are the minimum of fifty one percent in the mash bill. So. I think a lot of people want to make their rye for the bourbon drinker, mm-hmm. uh, and bullet rye is a rye for the rye drinker <laughs> at 95%. So, um, you know, just go a little strainless plug, go watch our rye flight 80 to 90 proof, yep. because the, the bullet rye is in there, and um, up against four other ryes, kind of see how it, how it yeah. fares. Um, just quickly looking, bullet is rumored to be 28% rye. Um Wild Turkey is 13%, and Wild Turkey 101 is what we're going to be okay. uh, drinking on next. Um, and then I haven't had a chance to find the Old Granddad 114 yet, but we'll get we'll get there when uh, we get to the Yeah, it's funny, <laughs> the you know, portion. Like, you look at the Buffalo Trace supposed mm-hmm. mash bills, because mm-hmm. also they're not, like, really released that I know of, um, but it's, they're high rye or things that are 10% and above, you know, so to... For something to be like twenty eight, that's that's really high rise. Yeah, you know, definitely, which is great. Um, I, you know, again, I love Bullet. Um, it, like I said, it was my go to for a long time. Uh, but it it is one of those where I've, it was kind of my my training wheels bourbon. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to to say that was what launched me into exploring other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't put this episode out yet. Um, it's been kind of sitting in the back catalog, um, but. The first time that I went to OBC in Lexington, we had Iverson as our waiter, who's a fantastic waiter at, at this restaurant in Lexington. Um, and I was like, I don't know what to order. I was like, I want to, I want bullet, but I, I also want to try something else. And he was like, um, well, I have something for you then. And it was their pick of the Four Roses OBSO, mm-hmm. um, which was a, another high rye um, recipe from <clears throat> from Four Roses. And that kind of was, again, a game changer for me because it was, you know, I, I, I learned that there was other stuff out there other than bullet and makers and, you know, all the, all the stuff that you kind of have to wean off of in right. order to enjoy yeah. um, different bourbons. So that's probably, um, what, a 35% rye? I think so. OBSO? Yeah. yeah. I think they're high, yeah, they're high rise at 35%. Yeah. Um, I love that, that OBSO, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it in a long time. But <laughs> I dream of it fondly from... From time to time, but I mean, bullet's always been um, kind of a mainstay for me. It's real smooth and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> un. Uh, what's the word? Unencumbering, I guess. It's <laughs> a good word. I like that word. <laughs> I don't have to try too hard. But I guess you know it's not overly complex. <laughs> Big word for a second yeah. bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're moving on to uh, Wild Turkey One Hundred One, mm-hmm. um, which Chad, this is one of your kind of go-to bourbons for um, not just everyday sippers, but um, when you go out 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think, you know, it being 101 proof, uh, you can a lot of times find it for $5 at a bar. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Where others that are 90, you know, 80, 90 proof are also $5. Uh, so if you're looking for proof per value, I mean, it's definitely uh, in Wild Turkey. And just goes to show you, like, I'm, I'm definitely out of the higher proof stuff now as, as I've evolved in my uh, bourbon journey. Um, the 81, <laughs> I don't care for the 81. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wild Turkey 81 yeah. just doesn't do it for me. Mm. Uh, so it's really that 101 that, uh, you know, much like we are just talking about Old Fitzgerald, bottled and bond at 100 proof, so much better than the Prime at 80. Yep. Um, it's just when they don't water it down to the lower proofs, the flavor really gets to shine through. Yep. And I think that's what's going on here with the Wild Turkey 101. Definitely. Bill, have you, you've had Turkey 101 before? Yeah, this was yeah. actually my uh, girlfriend's dad. This was his favorite bourbon. So like it, it's, he, uh, he kind of turned me on to it and nice. Yeah. So, uh, cause like I, once again, when I, when I met him, it was still just makers and, and maybe bullet. And so, it, so he turned me on to this. And so, yeah, ab- absolutely. Wild Turkey. I mean, it, it's like you were talking about bullet. I think it's uh, a great kind of mixing kind of mm-hmm. cocktail, whether it be, I, I like mine is a highball where I, I like to mix ginger ale with a little bit of lemon and a little bit of wild turkey. So mm-hmm. nice. So that's, it's, it's the go-to. Oh, yeah. Going from uh, bullet to to the turkey, I think it's been really nice because it, it almost smoothed out mm-hmm. um, some of the not, and, and not that Turkey One Hundred and One is a coarse bourbon, but it smoothed out some of those um, edges that mm-hmm. uh, if if I'm just drinking Turkey One Hundred and One, I notice more. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm I'm enjoying more of um, the the oak notes and, and and the caramel, but there is also some like some mintiness in it a little bit. I mean, it, it's very like uh, very hidden, I think on the, on the far back of my palate. Um, and Chad, Chad and I kind of differ with our, mm. with our palates. Um, but well, everyone's Sarah, is different. Yeah, yeah. But Sarah, Sarah and I kind of line up a little bit more, I think. Um, I mean, yeah, I get, I, I get more of like a leather, you know, it's mm-hmm. that dark, mm-hmm. um, that dark type of spice. Some people might, call it kind of a tobacco note in there it's definitely that that darker influence i think which is coming from the proof this being um a higher rye this is one i would call more of a clove spice you know it's Mm -hmm. kind of you can akin it to uh a a clove cigarette if anyone's ever (laughs) taken a drag you know especially you you know breathe in air Mm -hmm. with the tongue and really okay yeah i see that Um, absolutely it, it can also go towards like um, taking a bite of uh, some chocolate, you know, yeah. something kind of. Oh, yeah, I I'm that. trying yeah. to pick up the mintiness, and I, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying. Like, well, I think it's, I think it's there. I think we all just kind of experience it a little, uh-huh. di- little yeah. bit differently. Yeah. yeah, and for me, it, like I said, it, it sits um, maybe more in the finish, like on gotcha. the very, on the very back of my tongue. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. some bourbons, if you, you know, you give it a minute or two even before you go to your next drink, mm-hmm. really let it set in. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of work around your tongue. You're going to get that stuff that yeah. you're not going to get until you've let it really decay on there and let it in there, which is really cool. I love doing that. You yeah, know? I do. I do Sarah's too. always like going to the next drink. I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> just hold on. Enjoy this while we're doing well, it. Let's <laughs> let it, you know, let's let it uh, show itself. You've had you to know? wait two months to open this bottle. <laughs> yeah. You may as well enjoy it to the fullest of its extent. Oh, my fin- yeah, the finish isn't gone yet. Let's really let's wait till it's <laughs> completely gone. Um, but yeah, no. I and the thing is, I used to not like 
wild turkey, mm-hmm. or at least I thought. I mean, at one point, I, I think I legitimately did not like it, but then I'd made up my mind, and I said, ah, I don't like wild turkey, just not for me. Uh-huh. And then we did our fifty uh, under twenty five, and it was in there, and we were doing the blind. And it came up as the winner, and it moved on to the next round. And then it came up as the winner of that one, and it moved on to the finals. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe I like oh, this. I, I like it. <laughs> you know, taste changed. Just taste take down. the label off and yeah. just... Well, you know, I think when I had it first, I was still a much younger drinker. Mm-hmm. And during that time, my palate evolved and changed Definitely. to where I can really appreciate it. Now my, I love it. Mine chain has changed since I started drinking. So, like, that, I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call Turkey One Hundred One a beginner mm-hmm. bourbon, you know. Yeah. No, and we we, we get to graduate too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've we've had this conversation before, um, too. And and when I did my beginner bourbon episode with Tanner, um, I said I don't think I, I very specifically said I don't think Turkey One Hundred One is beginner bourbon. Yeah. As um, correspondence fell in, or flew in from that episode, as people were starting to recommend beginner bourbons, somebody said, "I can't believe that you didn't recommend." turkey 101 because that was what it's i that would and, and he said this was the first thing that i i drank neat um and like that that's fine good on you yeah but it it's so it, it's almost too spicy i think for a for a early bourbon drink and 101 proof and it's 101 proof exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean i see there's the <laughs> the whole dilemma is that like i don't want to give somebody Jim Beam, mm-hmm. 80 proof for their first drink of bourbon. But, you know, and, and I know you guys have talked about this until, you know, your, your lips have fallen off, but, <laughs> <laughs> which is a very interesting uh, visual if you think about it. But, um, <laughs> I've not but, been able to feel my lips before. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, go on. But where, where is that middle ground right. um, with beginner bourbons? And yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't think wild turkeys it Mm-mm. or at least the 101 no i think something you know i think maybe 86 90 proof that'd be good because you're still getting those flavors you know it's not so watered down i also think age you know like mm-hmm. being white level being four years you know okay it's 80 proof and it's four years that's probably not gonna be the best thing to give someone from the get-go you know a little bit older a little bit higher proof um it's not beam choice <laughs> yeah. well, you know. well i mean i i, I like Beam choice quite a bit more mm-hmm. than I do. I mean, so do you. Yeah. I mean, I know. I not to spoil anything from your past episodes, oh, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Plus, they don't make it anymore, so it's kind of a moot point. Yeah, it's so hard to. And, and I mean, I got lucky finding that handle of it yeah. um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But anyway, so Star Wars. <laughs> so do you like blue milk or green milk better? Oh, that's I, the, I don't like that's the presentation the of green milk. I will say that much. That was the most dis- disconcerting part of the last <laughs> movie. Was just like, oh, it's, he's gonna go. Oh no, that's oh, no. he's milking. He's, he's milking a cow. That's that's <laughs> that's not what I wanted. Or whatever that <laughs> I know. Yeah. creature space cow was. Yeah, space but space I, sea I, cow. I I did kind of like the mystery yeah. of blue milk. Yeah. But once you really start thinking of it. You do it's kind of just, have to understand that that's where it's just <laughs> it's bantha, come blue from. milk is literally bantha milk. Oh, it is yeah. bantha milk. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, we're not seeing the process behind. Yeah, I mean, that's the acquiring. If there had been yeah. a scene in A New Hope where they were just like, where Uncle Owen or Aunt Beru were milking a, a bantha, I oh. think a lot more <laughs> yeah. people would be upset. 
I don't remember seeing any, being able to see any visible udders on yeah. Mantha. So you got to really part that uh-huh, hair uh-huh. and be like, where are they? Here they you are. You have to go on a journey, no, really, go, more than I'm anything. I'm going to hold the hair back. <laughs> it's a two-person process. You've got to really, you you really want blue milk. If you... yeah. See, that's where the prequels fell through, is we didn't see enough <laughs> Bantha milk. In. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I want to, I do want to talk about because it's a relevant, um, it, it's more relevant than you know the prequels or uh, everything. But I do want to specifically talk about the Last Jedi. Okay. Um, I know Chad's thoughts on it. Oh God. I think I know your thoughts uh-huh. on it. Um, so I want to break it down into two parts. We'll do three parts. <laughs> we'll do five parts. Or, or, we'll see what happens. Let's eight. Let's go. Um, let's start out with uh, what did we like about it? Okay. Um, so. It, Chad, I'm going to let you go first on what did you like about The Last Jedi. I thought it was visually a great uh, film. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I, I liked the mix of practical effects and digital. I think they leaned more on practical when they could. And there wasn't Definitely. any, besides one little scene that I can think of, there wasn't any what I would call erroneous Digital, where it was just done uncanny, uncanny valley, yeah, because they could do it, and and that lay in space. Well, no, I'm talking about um, one of the little guys at at, at Canto by running from the space horses, yeah, or whatever. He was kind of like, wow, you know, like the the scene they added in the special editions of Return of the Jedi, the 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 Java. Yeah, the singing part, and he zooms in on his on his tonsils or whatever, going, ah, and there's some spit hanging from it. That is erroneous. That is, that is an absolutely necessary scene. No, that is erroneous use of visual. I, besides that one part in The Last Jedi, that was the only, like, ah, that went a little digital for me. They, you know, they could have done without. Yeah, the lay in space thing is a complete, that's wrong for another reason, besides <laughs> okay. erroneous digital. Um, so I liked, it was filmed you know, cinematography on it. I thought mm-hmm. it was, was beautiful. beautiful. The, the music in it. John Williams did a great job with his new score. And then, but um, at, subtly adding different, like, sorry. Ama- like, the Falcon part where he inserted it into Crate, mm-hmm. I thought was amazing. Where it went straight from, like, Ray's little, her, her theme to, duh, 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 Yeah, duh. yeah. No, it was, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that all, that was great. I, I thought the acting from everyone um, was an improvement from, Episode seven, you okay. know, the, our newcomers. I think that's fair. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, mm-hmm. um, 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 uh, uh, Finn, Oscar Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaac, thank you. Oscar Poe. Isaac Poe. <laughs> I didn't mean to say Finn. Um, <laughs> and then Mark Hamill bringing it. Carrie Fisher bringing it. it. You know, yep. uh, I thought the acting was great. The guy who's in the Chewbacca suit now yeah, bringing it. Not not Peter Some Mayhew. Scandinavian dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brought it. <laughs> R2-D2 uh-huh. brought it. Uh-huh. Not Kenny Baker. Yeah. Was it Kenny, did Kenny Baker actually no, do no, this he's, one? He's, okay. He died. Yeah. Well, yeah, I knew yeah, he, he died, died, but I didn't know if the, he made it into this movie before I don't, he I don't think. That, I, don't even, I don't think there's a person so. in the suit anymore. Like, or the the canister or whatever. Can. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Pro, yeah, probably not for those scenes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just yeah. not needed anymore. <laughs> um, so I thought all that was great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I know that there was going to be a butt after that. No, that's but we'll, that's we'll what I was off. waiting for the butt. Yeah, we'll hold on. We're not the butt part. Okay, okay, this isn't the butt part. This is the butt stuff. This is pre-butt. No, no butt stuff. No butt stuff no right butt now. Stuff. No butt stuff. <laughs> Bill, Bill, what did you like about The Last Jedi? 
I what I really really liked about the Last Jedi, I loved where Ryan Johnson took the story of Star Wars. Um, I I love and, and we're talking spoilers, so I oh yeah, I no, loved, this is total yeah, okay, total spoilers, hundred percent spoilers. I loved where it didn't matter who Ray's parents were. Um, cause like that, that was a big thing after the force awakens, like, okay, Luke is her dad or Han Solo is her dad. It didn't matter. I think in what made star Wars special the first time we saw it or when, when everybody saw it for the first time was that Luke was a nobody. He was a farm boy on Tatooine and he wanted to do something better and he wanted to become something better. And he I, was also the son of Darth Exactly, but we didn't know that at the time. Right. We did not know that. I think that... What, I see, yeah, what, what I see he, both what, sides what, of that. What Ryan sure. was going for was more of a, like, what, what Star Wars meant to him. Like, we've all looked into the sun and, like, listened to the binary You shouldn't sunset. look into the sun. Not, not, directly, <laughs> not, directly, not directly into the sun, yeah. Kids. There you go. Like, especially two, the especially right? dual sun. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we've all looked to the horizon and wanted more. Um, I love what he did with that. Um, I love... There are just so many... The first time I saw it, it was just such a emotional, like, roller coaster ride. It, there wasn't... You didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just, just, I'm pouring a little bit for everybody yeah, else. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, and even... Like, I've seen it, and and people are going to make fun of me. I've seen it eight times. Whoa! Wow! Eight times in theaters. You weren't part of that... Um, no. The, that the, collective that... Yeah, no, uh, that okay. Eight for eight or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. like, I just... I, I went, <laughs> so you're going to see episode nine nine times? Yeah, exactly. I saw episode seven. Like, I didn't mean to do that. It just kind of happened. Um, but every time, like, I've seen it, I've enjoyed something different about it uh, each time. And I, it's, it's really kind of grown... Uh, in terms of where I place it on my list mm-hmm. each time, because, like, that first time I was like, what did I just see? <laughs> like, there were so many different things, but um, I just... Yeah. I'll talk about my first time yeah, seeing it, it here it in a was, bit, but... I really, 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 really enjoyed uh, <laughs> The Last Jedi, and just just count the, the amount of times. It should have been eight times. <laughs> eight times. Eight times. I think it was, it was, it was eight, eight times. Six. Oh, okay. That was, I really, really, I, really, if it really, was, really, I didn't mean to make yeah. it eight times. But <laughs> you needed two more brothers. Uh, <laughs> we'll go back to the tape later. <laughs> but I just think it's such a, it's, besides, and I, I have a feeling we're going to get into it here in a little bit. <laughs> Good. Um, I think it's, Probably, oh, the, we'll more, okay. probably <laughs> the most complex and layered Star Wars movie ever. And I really enjoyed the characters, like he said. And I, I agree with everything he said. Um, but to it, a but, little but, bit more, but, I think. But a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> kind of, like, that's the kind of, like, I think he, Ryan really kind of honed in on what made Star Wars special the first time we saw it. And I, I love that. Well, I want to I wanna back up a little bit here because um, before, I, before I talk about what I liked... <laughs> about it, um, Chad and I are both fans of Mr. Sunday movies. Okay, yeah, um, absolutely, um, yeah. I and love his that podcast, guy. The, the Weekly the Planet. Weekly Planet. I listen to that um, every week. This this morning, okay, good. Yeah. So you've been in the same yeah. hole that we've been in for the past three weeks with no new <laughs> no, episodes. Exactly, exactly. Dying, waiting for it. But anyway, so this morning um, on January twenty first, twenty eighteen. Okay. Um, he put out a very satirical video about that Star Wars is ruined. About how yeah. Star Wars is oh, ruined. I watched that. Yeah. It is so funny. Because, I mean, he just lays into, like, all of the, what, what has kind of become, like, the ridiculous criticisms mm-hmm. of, the, of the movie, that it just ruins the canon and it, you know, all, all this stuff. And I'm sorry if this is <laughs> no. in line with any of you. Um, but I, want, I wanted to... It, it won't be. Okay. <laughs> but there, there are some incredible 
comments on this mm -hmm. video and incredible in the in the sense that these people don't understand what this video was yeah. about. For example, there were comments like, Kathleen Kennedy is cancer in human form. No! No! Um, or as long no. as they... Here, here's, a, <laughs> here's a good one. As long as they keep Dave Filoni, there is still hope. And still, although I wish Ryan Johnson, and there's a list... AIDS, gonorrhea, <laughs> and several kinds of hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, one miss, he spelled it on, but I'm going to give him a pass. Uh, one miss in three movies is still not that bad, plus they also have the Rebels TV series on the side, which, while not really impressive, gets the job done. That's like, and it's in its last season, though. That's like how it I want people like, to yeah. describe me. Like, impressive, <laughs> but like, gets the... Not impressive, but, but I want him the, to get the, several types of hemorrhoids <laughs> and any STI yeah. possible. Impressive, <laughs> but hemorrhoids. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. I think that's... I think that's the name of the episode. Yeah. Impressive, impressive, but, but hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> this is my impressive, but hemorrhoids episode. Bourbon podcast. Bourbon podcast, yeah. Where we kind of talk about Star Wars a little bit. And hemorrhoids. Um, but anyway, it... it it strikes me as very odd how there are so many people that, and I, I, I completely get the love for this lore. Mm -hmm. I really do, because I, I also love it, but I guess I love it in a different way than some people yeah. do. Um, and for, for me, everything that The Last Jedi got wrong doesn't outweigh yeah, everything No, that I right. completely agree. The um, yeah, go. Chad's being very patient, I think, in uh -huh. his. <laughs> what I, he didn't like. I about think it. there is a very vocal minority of people that, in, in like the Kathleen Kennedy what, is cancer or Ryan Johnson needs AIDS, that, that is the vocal minority. That is the vocal minority talking. And when I say they're vocal, like, they make it so that, like, the majority just completely looks like it's they're the they're. I the think majority. that's a very good point. And so, like the Rotten Tomatoes, like the audience score is fifty four percent, while the movie itself is like ninety two percent from the yeah. critics. Which I would probably that's that's kind of where I lay in it. Um, in the ninety two. In the ninety two okay. kind of area, um, but yeah, like people, I think just. And I don't want to take away people's love of Star Wars because your love of Star Wars is completely valid, but. <laughs> Some some of them just need to stop crying because that that is uh, we we laugh about that, but that is if that's your reaction to this movie that I want Kathleen Ken that Kathleen Kennedy is a cancer and that Ryan Johnson deserves AIDS because of a movie. What are you doing? Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And you know, a couple a couple weeks ago, after a couple glasses of bourbon, <laughs> I tweeted out everybody needs to remember that Star Wars is a just a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And B is a series of movies that are directed at children. George you Lucas know, himself mean, it, has said that Star Wars was made for twelve. Years. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was, I was there at Star oh, were you Wars at celebration. celebration? Good when for he you. Said that. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, That's cool. And I've not. I don't disagree with anything that you guys have said so far, except <laughs> your rating of, of the movie. That's the only thing I've disagreed. I with. haven't given a rating yet of, well, of the movie. I don't, no. Nose palette well, price. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> <all right. laughs> So, let's get into the rating then, I guess. Well, I don't even want to put a rating on it myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and, so, what, and so give me the butt portion that you okay. were going to get. Okay. Give, me what, what's, what's, give me the butt. I'll That's... give you the butt. I'll give you the butt. <laughs> give him the... Yeah. Give me, give me the butt. Yeah. Give me the butt. Give me the butt. 
Uh, <laughs> so first of all, just let me preface by saying that I am not in that minority that you speak of. Okay. I, I wish I'm completely, and I think that's probably pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. I wish no ill harm on Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy and Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. That's yeah. silly. Now I do agree with, with what you said about Star Wars is made for twelve year olds, mm-hmm. and we have to remember, that. or you know, you said, well. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we played we off of each yeah, other. And the thing it, you yeah. said before was it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's also correct. Yes. I completely agree with that. My problem is we've had a standard set with episode four, five, and six. Even though they're just they're made for kids, those that was excellent storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find the storytelling in episode seven very subpar. Very subpar. Really? Tell yes. me about it, James Matlock, huh. Rainey. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. Did you ever watch that video? I watched it today. Okay. Yeah. Did you agree with a lot of the points? Um, let, let's fill before. Let's okay. Fill the audience fill me, in. Fill yeah. Me. I, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you tell me. I'm the audience you. here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't consider myself to be an expert movie critic Mm -hmm. or even that great of an analytical thinker at times me either so I will completely cite where I'm getting this from and and I have a friend who uh, used to live here Mm -hmm. moved out to um, San Diego he's an author and he's recently started a YouTube channel, and his first video was um, a review of The Last Jedi. Okay. I also want to take a quick moment to say, if you can hear my air conditioner in the background, I'm very sorry. <laughs> we're in my, we're in my kitchen good. as opposed to my office. It's a natural feeling. You know? yeah. yeah, anyway, sorry, continue. Um, and I knew that after two viewings of the movie that, that I just didn't have this, this great feeling about it, that it wasn't hitting home for me. Okay. But I couldn't analytically put down what those reasons were. And I had texted you right after you saw it. To, or not right mm-hmm. after you saw it, but right after I saw it, because we saw it on the same day. We saw yeah. it on that Thursday that it came out. Yeah. And I think what you said to me was, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and not, not like you were upset or mm-hmm. like you, you know. It was the were, same thing with episode yeah. seven. The first yeah. time I watch it, I'm nervous because mm-hmm. again, I was skeptical about Disney buying yeah. Lucasfilm. Yep. I was That's the first fair. time I watched it, I was nervous, like they're going to wreck it somehow. They're going to wreck it. And then episode seven, like, okay, now it can go. And I saw episode seven three times. Mm-hmm. It was like I can go back and I can watch this and actually enjoy it. So the same thing with episode eight. First time I watched it, I was very nervous. The second time I watched it, I could actually watch it. Right. So that's why I wasn't ready to talk about it. Yeah, but that's fair. The things that um, my friend Matt said in this video. All of a sudden, it was like, yes, that's what I—that's what I've been feeling, but I—I I couldn't voice it. Um, so, if anyone liked to watch this video, it's about 15 minutes long. I'll link it. I'll link it below yeah, too in the, in the description. Slash uh, James Rainey, I think he's been able to name his channel now because he's got his subscribers up. Um, it is inherently a flawed story, and the what he uses is pretty brilliant. It's. I think what he calls the kid test. You watched it yep. more, more recently than yes. I have. Mm-hmm. The kid test. If a, if a little kid was to ask you, why did that happen? What's going on? What's Who going is on? that? Who why did they that? do why that? Yeah. Any question, if you can't express it, if you can't answer it logically, mm-hmm. like, well, it's because of X, Y, Z. If mm-hmm. you're like, uh, because they needed to further the story, or they needed to set this up, or they okay. needed this to happen for the sake of the story. If it doesn't pass the kid test, then mm-hmm. there's problems with the story. Okay. And he argues too that four, five, and six, and, and to a lesser degree, the prequels um, do pass that almost with flying colors. Okay. Um, in that 
there there is and and I think very specifically what he said is that the kid test eliminates the need for there to be um, any interruption between point A to point B. Okay. Um, in that you know where where the story starts and you know why it got to mm. the ending that it did. Yeah. So like for example. How can they all of a sudden track them through hyperspace? Well, they just needed to be able to find them. Mm-hmm. There, there wasn't any... And if, if there were scenes put in the movie to where they had set that up, to where it's something that you were kind of, <laughs> you know... And yes, I know, it was in Rogue One. You took that immediately. It that was, was, you didn't yeah. even question yeah. it. You, ought to, you, ought, you yeah. already knew. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yes, it's it's like it's uh, meant to be like a tossaway line in Rogue One, but mm. it's like this Easter egg. But that, besides the Uber fans, mm. like you're not gonna you're not gonna that. know that. And if they had made a storyline in Episode Eight that was like this, is something we're developing. We, you know, we need to get onto their ship to put this thing on there so we can track them. But it just comes out of nowhere. Like, and oh, in su- in, in they su- can track us through hyperspace. And in support of that too. Rogue One takes place about what 30, 30 40, 40 years, years before it takes which place five minutes before episode four. Is a valid point, <laughs> and I will give it to you. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, I mean, it. it how do we know space technology? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's we're talking about a galaxy far, far away. I know. Where, but, we're, but we're talking about storytelling okay. and, manu- okay. and minutia. And, and I think that I think and, that's and, a fair you know, point. Okay. Storytelling. So the fact that it just. How can they track us now? Well, they d- they develop something. They can track mm-hmm. us now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we're running out of fuel. Wait, when did fuel in the Star That's Wars never universe been a thing. become a thing? Because we well, needed I... to be a thing for the story. You know, the Millennium Falcon used to jump to hyperspace all the time, whatever they needed. And that's how they would get away. But they in this story, they needed to not be able to get away. So they made fuel a thing. I just want to say I love that this is how this conversation <laughs> yeah, is going. By the way, and I don't need, mean to interrupt. They need I don't mean Haldo to, to well, not be able to tell Finn about things because they need to go on this. Poe, sorry, Poe. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not. I'm. I'm but not here for correcting. The bourbon works. Uh, <laughs> to go off on this side mission, um, so we're gonna even have her do the shifty eyes. Like, oh, you figured out we're, we're fueling mm-hmm. up the escape pods. Like she's trying to hide it. Um, you know, just so they could go off on this mission that'll get more people mm-hmm. killed. Um, we're, and then my biggest thing is we're going to take Luke Skywalker's personality, his, his heart, his who he is, never backing down, and because of the thing with Kylo, we're going to throw that away and make him a coward. I don't think that they did throw him away, though, because at the same time, like even like on the island, like you see flashes of Luke. Like, you see, like, yeah. my one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Luke is on the Millennium Falcon and R2 comes in. And you, he like he's like, I'm not coming back. And that then, was the best and scene. Then, the and then you show Leia, which got him into it in the first place. Yeah. And then he goes in, like, okay, three lessons, whatever. So I think the end of the movie, sure, he's grumpy and he's he's different. But we're, we haven't seen him in 30 years. I mean, this is this is truly the first time, besides The End of The Force Awakens, we've seen him. So in, in that amount of time, some amount of growth, some amount of differences can happen. And, sure. like, I've seen a point on Twitter recently that, like, Luke took after his father figure, Owen, which I... Not 100%. Like, he was grumpy and all that stuff where he would just... I, I, I don't, I don't buy into it. I don't buy into it either. But, like, I saw, but I saw it. I thought, I thought it was worth mentioning. But I think at the end of the movie, and even though it introduces new force powers or whatever, that doesn't bother me. But it wasn't introduced in... 
But at the okay, in so <laughs> Last Jedi it was introduced in Rebels. <laughs> True, fair point. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Luke Skywalker still became a legend. He became the ga- he became what the galaxy needed, and sure he died, and sure he went through all these hoops and everything. But it, he's still Luke Skywalker, and he's still in. He, he rubbed his shoulder off or he got all the dirt off or whatever. So it, it's, to me, I, I, I think it's fully in character uh, to Luke. And my, the, my, uh, the reason I love Return of the Jedi as much as I do and why it's my favorite Star Wars movie is because he is that symbol of, of hope and he stays true and he's, he's the redeemer. And he, I think he still does that. Well, I, I think, I think as much, it, it, as much to that point too, um, we have to identify Luke Skywalker as the flawed hero. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and he's always it, been that. He's, he's yeah, struggled, exactly. Which exactly. is why I don't like Ray because she has zero struggles. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I about, think she did. I think she did prior to I us compl- knowing her. I, I, I hundred <laughs> percent. I will say this I, about I, Luke. I hundred percent disagree with your Ray point. But well, <laughs> I'll say this about Luke. We we did see him. We saw him in the various versions of flashbacks um, when he was searching Kylo's mind. And saw the evil in him. In mm-hmm. him. Um, and again, also bad storytelling. Snoke was just—he was Snoke, there. throwaway he character. Was there to be there. And, and he was even, there because well, he the needed, Emperor but, was a throwaway but, character before we saw before we saw him in the prequels. So I mean, that, that's that's kind of. I think yeah, that, but I, I kind of I kind of agree with that too. In that the the Emperor was, but but okay, I fall very firmly on the fence with, with that mm-hmm. opinion, and and the reason is because. Up until this is good. yeah, <laughs> no, this is pretty. This, this is, is pretty great. Yeah, um, up until episode five, we hadn't really seen the emperor. Yeah, we had been told of the emperor, and so we knew that there was this looming force of evil in in the Star Wars galaxy that was present, and so we knew that there was something that was going to be. I'm going to get on my mic a little bit more. Sorry. <laughs> um, we knew that there was something that was going to eventually hit the fan. Mm-hmm in terms of the storytelling. And we got to episode six and, and, you know, things did eventually become very prevalent in terms of, you know, a a dire battle between good and evil. We were also given in episode seven a very vague (laughs) essence of the bad guy. exactly. Quote, unquote, the bad guy. But he was presented a little bit too early, I think. Similarly to how the Emperor was presented in Episode 5. Very true. Very true. Um, But his story arc, to me, is more of a straight line with a blip about three quarters of the way through it, and then it just cuts off. And I think that um, they they could have extended him a little bit more. And, and sure, Ryan Johnson has said he wasn't the important part of, mm-hmm. of the story. I get that. You're a storyteller. Um, but I think we as Star Wars fans expect there to be the depth that we have grown accustomed to. Um, and... You know, a lot of that has come through in, you know, Marvel Comics or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 
less so now because they're not canon, but the expanded universe mm-hmm. novels or, or whatever. And and I fully expect there to be some type of Snoke comic or, I'm sure or there some will kind be. of. I'm sure there. Will I think be. the next animated show or next show that they try will either be the Old Republic or it'll be Luke's Jedi Academy, which will sure, uh, which but, will in, uh, will talk you know, a little we, bit we, more about Snoke. Yeah, but we can't rely on that. Because okay. most people are yeah. only going to see the movies. Yep. You know, again, we got to talk about the general movie-going audience. But mm-hmm. I wanted to, to continue to talk about Luke. Um, he was this idealistic farm boy mm-hmm. who struggled and overcame things and could, could could not be turned. And then he starts to rebuild the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. He has this conflict with Kylo. And then once, you know, he has a, for a split second a thought about killing him and then mm. he immediately regrets it but kylo then, faces him mm-hmm. and then kylo goes on to kill some of the jedi trainees and recruits the others become the, 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 the knights of ren uh yeah thank you water yeah. water <laughs> refill <Refilling water. laughs> drink, drink more water and then once that happens he shuts himself off from the force mm-hmm. he goes and becomes a hermit and goes to octu to die when his sister Leia is still uh, in the rebellion, the resistance. Mm-hmm. His best friend Han is out there. People are risking their lives for this cause. As far as he knows. And he is, well, if he didn't turn himself off from the Force, That's he true. could completely know. So then he goes to this island to die, and he gives up. And that is not Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker does not give up. Yes, he had a little bit of change at the beginning. I'm going to go <laughs> off as a Force projection and, and give them time I, I, I don't... to escape. But... That is not... Luke Skywalker does not give up. And he gave up until, basically, he, as he you mentioned, R2 I, showed I him the, pro- the projection to get him back into things. But he I went there to die, and that is not Luke Skywalker. Okay, I, I don't. This. I don't think that he gave up. And I think he that... He said he did. No, he went there to die. He did. He went there to die, but he, I think he went there, and I think Ryan has said this, because he didn't feel like... His like, I he felt he was doing more harm by being in the galaxy. So he went there to not so be he, a problem. Exactly, he went there to not be a problem. He <laughs> thought he was doing more good, which is the hardest thing that he could possibly do. And when Ryan started writing this, that's what he like. He wrote down what's the hardest thing that each character could go through for uh, for this movie. And Luke being away, Luke Skywalker, who wanted to re- who redeemed his father, who wanted to be in the action, who who ran into Cloud City without being ready. The hardest thing he could do was to just sit and not be a part of the action. That's a very interesting point. That's an interesting point that can easily be argued. Yeah, that's hard, but it's also cowardice. I don't think... The the hardest thing he could do (laughs) is to correct where he went wrong and go and face Kylo. And go and face Snoke, since he knew Mm -hmm. about Snoke by searching his mind. Okay, there's this new threat in the universe. There's this new emperor... I helped essentially create Kylo. Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility to go and fix it. And I see that too because protect my like, sister, protect my best mm-hmm. friend, protect everyone that I but, care about. And I think instead he I shut think in the end he did though. The force, I think he did in the end did, though. He did in the end, but he, but like, he so was like, ready to I die so though. He was ready to die, but like if we're talking about like the storytelling element, like at the end of the, the end of the story, he he does all that. So why did Mark Hamill, <laughs> who knows Luke? Presumably better than okay. I know else. where this is. I know. Mm-hmm. Saying, I know exactly this where this is going. About me? But at the at the end of the day, what did he say? He was a hundred percent wrong about his initial gripes with what Ryan because Johnson most, did. Because most of that interview has been spliced mm-hmm. and, and put yeah. out into the internet. It, but what 
that's the first part of the interview is where he went to Ryan Johnson, and then the second part of his of it is that no, he came and, around to. And it. that's that at the beginning, like when before the movie came out, I was a little bit concerned that like, oh, Luke Skywalker fundamentally disagrees with the way Ryan Johnson wrote Luke Skywalker. <laughs> but at the end of the day, his the end quote was. But I was wrong, and I admit that I was wrong. Yeah. And so Disney it's told the, me to say I'm no, wrong. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> now, here's here's where here's where I fall, kind of kind of in the middle of, of all of this, though. My thought, first off, and I, I have I have two main points. The first is that if he went through this character arc, and sure, we all go through changes as human beings, and at the at the core of this story, it is about a human going through changes. Okay. You know, I mean, Luke Skywalker, despite all of his great abilities, is still a person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, why did he shut himself off from everything? And I get that part of it. Because I, he I, was a legend. Like <laughs> I, I, understand, I understand that part of it, though. I mean, I, I very much do. I just, I, I kind of feel like he should have become something more, or, or become the, the, the icon that he was destined and, to be. And I feel that. Like, yeah. if... If the movie had started and it was like, okay, I got the lightsaber, I'm about to, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm gonna run everybody down, this is gonna be awesome. I would have like, yes, that's what I want. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he was doing what he thought was right. Yeah, so, and, and and to wrap up my first point too, like, that's kind of what I enjoyed is seeing all of like Luke's character development over the first three movies condensed into one movie mm-hmm. and, and seeing that in the end he understood that he was Luke Skywalker, yeah. you know? And I, I, I think you, you touched on that too, is that, you know, he, by the end of the movie knew that he had a, a responsibility as Luke Skywalker. Right. <laughs> right. That being said, <laughs> oh God. I am going to contradict, I am going to contradict myself in, <laughs> in that these are movies <laughs> that are written by a person. <laughs> write a write a better scenario. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the same thing that goes back to um, Man of Steel. Ooh. Man of call. Steel, everybody said who was involved with that movie, and I, you know, not everybody, I don't mean to lump everybody into that category, but and spoilers for Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers for every movie spoilers that's ever existed. Yeah. yeah. At the end of Man of Steel, Superman snaps General Zod's neck. And Zack Snyder, I think, has said, well, that's what he would have to do in that situation. Why not write a better situation mm-hmm. for this character that has been lauded for so long as being a, a beacon of truth and justice and, and, and the American virtuosity, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't want to talk about justice league by any means because that is, I don't want to talk about that movie. Um, um, my point is that I think that the same ideal applies to star Wars. Yeah. You have these, um, expectations that need to be, not need to be, but, um, you know, probably should be lived up to, um, in this canon, in the, in, in these storylines and for, and I'm not saying I, I really do enjoy the last Jedi. I mean, it, it, it was a movie that I didn't, and like I said, the things that I didn't like didn't outweigh the, the things that I did like, you know, I, I have enjoyed it the two times that I've seen it. Um, I've come away from it both times. Well, that's 
a dumb comment, but the second time that I, I watched it, I came out of it liking it more than I did the first mm-hmm. time. And I think it was because I was able to enjoy it for being a movie, <laughs> more so than me like sitting there and critiquing everything that was happening or, or being afraid of what could have happened. Um, all that being said, if you are in that position, you, you, I, I think that you need to elevate yourself to, to a, a position of writing what is best for the canon. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that can be a little bit... It's vague. It well, is, it's subjective. Yeah, and exactly. it is subjective Thank as well. Subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, and, and what, the, what Ryan... That's what Ryan Johnson <laughs> thought was the best situation. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and even, like... But, what, and then it becomes the viewer's opinion on whether they agree mm, yeah, with them or not. Right. I don't Definitely. agree with them. You do. Mm. You know. Yeah. And Bill Sheehy's episode to... 8 is very different from Chad's episode 8 or Perry's episode 8. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, it, 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 well, I mean, right. if if we're still on the topic of things, we listed the things we liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's list the things that we didn't like. I know I've already spoken. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I have some more, but I would like to hear the things that you didn't that like. That I didn't like specifically. Yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to look past it, but I think... A, there are part Leia's whole scene in space is a is a little too much for me. It's been honestly. dubbed the Mary Poppins yes, scene. The of... Mary Poppins scene, <laughs> like when we already had that from Yondu. Yep. And like exactly. I'm Mary exactly. Poppins, y'all. I'm... <laughs> that scene so much. That was in stereo. <laughs> oh, I love that. Scene. Um, anyway, sorry. And. There, there was no. Is he cool? Sorry. <laughs> there was no good way to deal with Carrie Fisher's death in this, um, but I feel like you have Luke Skywalker <laughs> dying, but you don't have Leia dying. I think they, they you could have, you could have still had that scene at the end where Luke and Leia have their scene together. This is going to play into too. I, I, after we're done with what we don't like, I want to talk about where we see it going um, from it, here. It going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, um, we we all read that they didn't want to alter her. Yeah, and I hundred percent agree with that. But like, at the same time, like, it makes it easier f- for JJ when he ca- comes in for episode nine. Yeah. to take it into a completely different place. But now he's sure. got, as opposed to, and, and we talked about this in. Uh, we're, we're talking about it this week in the Resistance broadcast with our Star Wars War, uh, what to do with Leia after nine subtle plug, plug but um, <laughs> we'll get to some plugs. Plugs aren't subtle. I know exactly. We'll get to some plugs later on too. But. but like, what do you do? Like, besides yeah. maybe say like in the crawl of Episode Nine, Leia is dead. Or, and I think that's exactly. What's and that, I I, I yeah. completely. And agree. The, and they'll write a story you know that comes out in the comics right. where and Claudia Gray will know. write it in a novel, which she's great. <laughs> a little plug for her, um, but. It, Do you get two dollars every time she sells them? I hope so. <laughs> I, I want some of that. I want some of that Del Rey money. Too fitty, you know. Too too fitty. Too fitty. I don't know. I just give him that tree fitty. <laughs> Woman, you get no tree fitty. <laughs> All right. That's my preference um, for the podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think they. It, it's a difficult situation, but I think that you could have done something where Leia maybe wraps it up in episode eight, and then doesn't leave you hair, um, torn down or tied down in episode nine where it's just, she's going to get, it's, it's literally like, it's just going to be a line in the crawl that Leia is dead. Yeah. So instead of getting that final, like 
heroic moment. Yeah. I mean, much it's, like in episode seven, Luke Skywalker is missing, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And, like, some people have suggested that maybe she'd take the place of Holdo, but then, like, you don't get that last scene with Luke, which is essential. I think, like, oh, I think uh, so for too. sure. That, like, and you I think can't so get too. rid of that. that it, I, I cried during that yeah, scene. No, I mean, I'll be, re- I'll be really uh-huh. honest about it. I mean, and it, it didn't quite hit me the first time that I yep. saw it, because the first time that I saw it, I was... <laughs> I just, like, I'd had a bad day, yeah. you know, and I went, like, I woke up that morning really excited, and then, like, day turned kind of sour, and I was like, and, like, I was still feeling, like, the the emotions that were present during that scene, but it wasn't until the second time that I saw it, and I was like, oh "Oh my gosh. No one's ever really gone. (laughs) Like, this is, this is never going to happen again, (laughs) you know, and, and the gravitas of Carrie Fisher's death, Mm -hmm. not just in... (laughs) Our world, yeah. <laughs> but the, the the Star Wars world, mm. you know. I mean that that yeah. was a, as poignant of a moment I think as you could have had. Absolutely. You know, during Absolutely. Well, that my movie. my biggest um, criticism of Episode Seven mm-hmm. was they didn't take the opportunity to get the original three back together. together. Yep. Yeah, I agree yep. with that. It and was, and that's such a lost opportunity that'll yep. never happen. No, mm-hmm. I agree. And yeah, and even though like I. I'm willing to accept the the version that we got. It, it just that's the one thing where I'm like, really, you're, you can't give me Luke Han and Leia together yeah. one more time. I get exactly. that, but, exactly. Um, well, let's get some OGD one for yeah. Okay, is, so, it the, is it the review portion? And I'm going to talk about what, more things I didn't like. <laughs> um, oh well, if we're going to do if we're going to do that, because I want to save the granddad for the actual reveal. Oh okay. Um, so All right, do you want more turkey? <laughs> no, that's probably not a good idea. Bullet. <laughs> No, turkey's fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, go go pick you something out nice. No, 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 it's all good. No, 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 no. No, 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 We talked recently about Old Pogue. Do you want to have some Old Pogue? It's not high rye, but... Uh, no, 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 let's just stick, let's stick to our, to our, our vertical here. Okay. Um, so, if I can just get this out without, without... I mean, what, what, without any just... blowback, <laughs> I don't think that, besides Ray's parents' issues, mm-hmm. that she had much of a struggle in either of these. Oh, movies. and you touched on this earlier mm-hmm. too. Yeah, um, you know, Luke, we, we've seen it with Luke. Luke mm-hmm. struggled. He went to Dagobah. He he was taught by Master Yoda. He he couldn't lift the X-wing. Mm-hmm. He could barely lift the rocks. And then here comes here comes Ray who has already beaten Kylo in Episode 7 in a lightsaber battle. So mm-hmm. any other subsequent battle is, you know, but it's just I, the rematch. That's... I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let, 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 let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Um, she was, a, yeah, like I said, was able to beat him in Episode 7. Episode 8, she got the, you know, the three lessons from Luke. We only got to see two. I know three were three filmed. Deleted, yep. One was a deleted scene, but they were very much him saying, "See, this is why the Force doesn't matter. This is why the Jedi were wrong." You know, da da da. They weren't really lessons in a sense. It was more him trying to prove his point. And yet, at the end of eight, she's able to lift all these rocks with. She still hasn't no. been trained. Yeah. In all intensive purposes, I will. She has I will give trained. you that because I agree. With, she has no training and she's yeah. able to do that. Where's that's, her that's art, a very where's good point. Her flawed char- where's mm-hmm. her character flaws? You know, it's... And she's I, paper thin. So many people, too, are, are willing to label her. And I don't because I, I kind of I kind of hate the term a Mary Sue. I hate... And listen, I the hate. guy who came up with that, I... 
because it was definitely a guy that came yeah, up with exactly. that phrase. Yeah, exactly, and I it mean, was. Like, it, it I, was... It goes back goes back to a guy named Max Landis who wrote that awful Netflix movie Bright and American Ultra, and <laughs> go, like I under I completely understand like wh- where you're coming from, um, and in terms of like and I agree with an, for to an extent with telling you within the confines of the movie itself, but we're dealing with someone who has been on her own from a very young age, she's. And like a canon junkie like me, there are stories out there where she's been training or where she's becoming a pilot and she's really, really competent and she's great at it. Much like Luke. Much like Exactly. And you add that with the Force. I mean, that... That, that just comes to her naturally. That comes to her very, very naturally. Without so, any training. But I mean, at the same time... Oh, Anakin, I'm talking about from a story standpoint. What makes no, I, a better I, story? I, can, I, can, I see that. But for... In term, I'm looking at it as, and I know like the general movie going audience will look at it as just oh, just in the confines of the movie. But to me, it's the entire universe. It's the lore. It's the the comics, the movies, the the books, the games. And if you look at that, it makes sense because she, what what, what she she struggled and Kylo when she fought Kylo was not at the height of his powers. He had been shot. Throughout the entirety of The Force Awakens, we see that the bowcaster is this huge weapon that can blow away people. Right. And Kylo got shot right here. Got shot right up. Uh, visual. Um, you know, <laughs> got shot right visual in the... Visual reference. Exactly. Got shot right in the side. And he he wasn't, like, fully powered. I mean, he, he, he couldn't be. We've seen the, the, the entire movie. Like, it's just, like, this huge thing that, like, can explode anything. But he wasn't. And... She was able to beat him because he wasn't full powered, and so that's, and I I understand where you're coming from, but to me it makes sense because they're, he she's strong in the force, she's discovering her powers, but Kylo wasn't at his full strength, if that makes sense. It does. It does. I mean, yeah, I, I think his powers in Episode Seven kind of always fluctuated. Mm-hmm. Fluctuated. He was able to stop a blaster in right. the first scene, but then later he's not able to, you mm-hmm. know. To beat Ray, but you say it's because of the because of the blast, and I can appreciate and, that. And, and even like when he fights Finn, like Finn was able to get one in, and he has no training. He has way less training. Actually, than he's Ray a does. trained stormtrooper. But like, not trained since in, birth. Not very. Not more trained. Are you talking about the Force though? Tra- I'm talking about with lightsabers and with melee weapons. He's not no He's trained in melee weapons. I mean, I know he's a jammer, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to look at like the yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think what um, kind of the the core of what we're arguing against the movie is explicit versus implicit. Mm. You know, I mean, there's so much left to um, what is implied in not just um, the Last Jedi, but I think the Force Awakens as well. Um, that we either have to fight for it to get the answers, or um, we have to assume. The answers are out there, though. Well, it's true. <laughs> true. My, my whole thing is, for 4, 5, and 6, we didn't have to seek out anymore. Exactly. We exactly. had it, and it was good enough, yeah. and that's good con- self-contained storytelling. The self-contained storytelling in Episode 8 is not as good as the original trilogy. I think that's fair. Or, I think that's fair. And, again, go watch... Just a little plug. Or James Rainey's <laughs> thing. The seven, eight, nine should have been based more on in the realm of the prequels than they were four, five, and six. 
because things are in, cyclical. And they go, you know, it should have been more, let's see yeah. uh, the, the Jedi Order back in its heyday. It's mm-hmm. being rebuilt. And then this tragic thing happens with Kylo. And then that it's becomes more tragic then. And again, and then and it's, in, it's implicity versus explicit. Exactly. So, and, yeah. and I'll say this about, like, people will complain about the prequels. Oh, there's too much politics. We, we, we know everything that's <laughs> happening. And... Seven and eight, we have no idea what ha- what's happening politically. I mean, like, yeah. and and to to go to your point, to understand what's happening politically, you have to read a book by Claudia Gray um, about Leia, where she runs for first senator. That shouldn't be. They they should have shown more. And, yeah, it shouldn't be required. Like, exactly. So it, it just that's my my main gripe with episode seven and with the sequel trilogy so far is um, we don't know what's happening. Like, the first order yeah. reigns, but like, what? Why? Where? where where's? Yeah. Where's the new republic? The new republic. Sure, the capital city got destroyed, but there are still there were other systems that were a part of the republic. Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't just go away, right? So that leads that le- kind of leads into my my final question before we wrap up the the Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> topic of the episode. Keep um, going. Which is, I uh, where do we see the rest of the series mm-hmm. going from here on out? Um, and and. <clears throat> I was I was left after the Force Awakens going. Whoever follows up JJ JJ Abrams can basically do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he came back and he showed that all of these things in the Star Wars canon still matter. They're still relevant. Um, we're gonna pay homage to them, but then, you know, we can go hog wild from here on mm-hmm. out. Um, so where do you guys think that the the series is gonna go after? Well, can I put a little um caveat in there uh, to say I think 7, 8, and 9 from a storytelling point of view is flawed from the fact that it gets different storytellers each time. Mm-hmm. Even I think though that's we have JJ too. on 7 and 9, George Lucas having the whole picture in his head, yeah. he knew point A to point Z. And sure he wasn't the director on all three movies. He, wasn't director, he was the director he, on the first the story. one. Yeah. So the fact that, you know... Eight, <laughs> Bill's ready to retaliate any that, second now. Yeah, that 8 was being... Uh, what was it? Either written or, or started filming like right after 7. It was like... They, they, it they was knew, already the, written. The story yeah. is, are, was already written and they they continued... I think... Because yeah. J.J. So looked at Ryan and he said, I wish I could make this movie. Episode 8 started right. in 2014. Yeah, so a lot of people say like episode 8 is a big F you to JJ, even though I don't think that's true, but it, it you comes... can swear on the show. You know, that, I know, right? I know, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. I don't want to drop the big F on um, that. You know, it's like, it's Ryan Johnson saying, you know, first scene lightsaber, eh, toss over my shoulder. You know, it's, it's like, this is this thing that he set up, that I JJ like that. set up I and he's just like, like eh, you know, whatever. So it's like putting, not having seven, eight, nine written all together is a, co- a cohesive trilogy. I think, hurts it inherently. I think that's fair too, especially because, and, and we we are so privy to information about how movies develop and function now. Um, you know, that is very much attributed to the fact that we knew that episode nine lost its director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Which... we, we, we were thrown into this limbo of, we we haven't even seen episode eight yet. What's going to happen with episode nine? And I think JJ was a great choice. I mean, he he brought back Star Wars. It's it, and I know people don't put a lot of stock into uh, box office numbers. It's the most successful domestic film yeah. of all time. Yeah. And then it failed in China. Exactly. I mean, but still, like it still made like 
almost two billion dollars. So it, yeah, I think mm-hmm. they got the right person to do it. I think JJ uh, understands Star Wars, but at the same time, a little bit nervous because seeing shows like Lost or any other shows that he's done, he doesn't really know how to end <laughs> end, end, end anything. I think that's fair. Um, but at the same time, I will. I, I think that. He understands Star Wars, and I've said that I'm repeating myself. It's the bourbon talking. Um, (laughs) But anyway, my main point that I'm trying to get to... I don't even remember what I was trying to get to. Where do you see the series going Oh, where do I see... I think Episode 9 will end or will start five years after Episode 8 because I think that Ryan has left it so open-ended where... Episode 8 started immediately after Episode 7. This, you can do whatever. I think you can go where Ray's been trained or she's been looking into training. She has a new lightsaber, which I think will be take influences from the Skywalker lightsaber and will be purple. Um, mm. but, That'd be really interesting, yeah, actually. So I, would, like, I would really enjoy that. And Wait, how's that from the Skywalker lightsaber? The, just influences. Just like, it's not like she's using... No, the not the color is influenced. Like, but the blue... You like, know, like in uh, Return of the Jedi... Luke's influence off of Obi-Wan. But just the... Like, just the, like the hilt. The, hand, the hilt yeah. itself. Yeah, oh, the hilt okay. itself. Not the color. Be, okay. Yeah, not the color. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's Mace Windu's color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I... I um, but even if you look at the color of... Um, I, I say Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, but it was only really Anakin's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, make, you know, literally colors mixed with... Yeah. Red and blue. <laughs> red, red and blue. blue. I mean, yeah. it's purple. Um, so I could, I could see that, mm-hmm. too, is that she's trying and, to... But, but at the same time, she's not be, a... It could be white. And I would love to it see... It could be white. It could be like a soap. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would love to see... And I know we talked about this earlier. I would love to see them bring back Billy D to do... Since Leia's gone... Have, wear Han's clothes? Wear Han's clothes, exactly. Wear uh, Han's... Right. Wear Han's Jack clothes. speculation. I'm wearing his clothes wear, again. Wearing his clothes, and he's uh, a general in the resistance, or the rebellion, well, whatever hello. they call it. Well, whatever what they call it, because... Here? What do we have here? Cold he, he is... T- he is still involved in the Star Wars universe. He's voiced... Uh, he voiced in. He's he voiced did the voice in, Battle, on the show, in so Battlefront yeah. Two. He yeah, did it in Rebels. Rebels, and he hasn't missed a beat. Like yeah. he, it's still Lando. So like, yeah. he even if he's in a wheelchair or something, like bring him back. <laughs> Which like, is different it, from from. Because I, I watch Force Awakens and mm-hmm. I I watch Harrison Ford and I feel like he just doesn't want to be there. I know. No, I, no, I do. I completely disagree. I'm with you on that. I like, feel like I think he started his, off yeah, like that. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be this. After his plane crash, it completely changed. I think you're I right. I saw him at Star Wars Celebration, and he was legitimately he was smiling. Happy Harrison today. Ford was smiling. He was like in 2017. I'm alive. I appreciate this life. <laughs> I'm embracing the Star Wars thing. <laughs> I'm gonna convince them to kill me off in Episode Seven, so he doesn't have to uh-huh. deal with this crap ever exactly. again. No, I felt like he embraced Han Solo in Episode I agree. Seven. I 100 percent agree. Okay. Much like so, he did in episode fair. four. Yeah. yeah. And after Absolutely. that, he might have been like, oh, come on. No, no, no. That's but, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like me. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, not to completely. No, it's okay. I am no, no, very, no, no. What have and, we been doing and, for yeah. the past hour and a half? And, and I'll add, I'm very interested to finally, to see the dynamic that Supreme Leader Ren, or Kylo Ren has with the entire First Order. What kind of leader he's become. Um, Kyle Ren's a punk bitch. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Can I add? He is a punk ass bitch. Punk ass. Punk bitch. There, there you go. go. So, Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so yeah, you kill Han Solo. That's what you get. Yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of where I hope to see it. And I, I I really want them to 
conclude in a satisfying way because in we're gonna get Star Wars for the rest of pretty much our our, our life. Yeah. yeah. So I just hope Luke comes back as a Force Ghost. He will, obviously, I, and I, I really do will. think he will. He will yeah. I really do think he will. I think he's gonna be more powerful because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I hope to see Yoda. I want to see Ewan McGregor as I would, one. I would not mind seeing Ghost. Hayden oh, Christensen I, as Anakin Skywalker. As you know a Force. what? Why not? Because given the, because it's given the right direction, why not? Why not? I mean, it's technically canon now. Yeah, too. Exactly. I mean, if we're taking episode yeah. like you, the, we the can't erase it, so embrace now. it. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> can't erase it. Embrace old, it. Man. You really are. I don't remember the other one. Hemorrhoids and I can't remember what it was. Oh God! We'll we'll listen to it later. So before before we get to the the review. Um, I want I want to first say thank you guys for having a conversation that is completely different from anything that we've done on this show Dude, so I, far. Thank you for um, inviting me. This yeah, is awesome. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I I don't remember how I, I came across you on Twitter or anything, but I was like, oh, this guy loves Star Wars. He put bourbon in his <laughs> in his his bio on and Twitter too, and he lives in Kentucky. We have to get him on the show. And I mean, it, it was just kind of all these things kind of easily. Um, Layering right, over each yeah. other, and it, it you know, um, hopefully someday we'll have you back on the show. Maybe just to talk about bourbon, I'm or maybe okay in a couple of years with, uh, no, with episode dude, not coming out. Strictly bourbon next time because like <laughs> I, I've talked too much about Star Wars. It's better so. for the blood pressure. I know. <laughs> um, so we've we've been drinking just high rye bourbons mm-hmm. this show, and when I invited Bill to be on. I did a very quick Google search of four words, Star Wars and bourbon. <laughs> I thought there's got to be some way to tie this oh, in. Oh, sure. And sure enough, there is. Did you guys know, and you might because you're part of the, the canon junkies, yeah, yeah, canon junkies, geeks, yeah. geeks, whatever, you whatever canon you want to call canon junkies, it's all good. That there is <laughs> a Corellian whiskey. Yeah, I did know that actually. From uh-huh. Han Solo's Homeworld, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we'll probably see it in the Solo film that's coming out. In uh, how do you feel about that? Just quickly, very um, quickly, because I'm afraid it's going to be trash. I'm, I'm excited for it. Ron Howard is uh, my secret Hollywood dad. Um, <laughs> so is that the red hair. <laughs> it's it, exclusively the <laughs> red hair. That's all it is. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to surprise people, and that's and I'll you can hear more other thoughts on the Resistance broadcast. Ah. Uh, I don't have high hopes for it. <laughs> I don't really either. The, the I don't really. Opposite. I don't really either. I'll be honest. <laughs> just to continue my role of being the exact opposite of Bill, I think it's going to surprise people. But that's just. I me. think it's going to be Bantha Pudu. <laughs> but like Saboba Pudu, Pudu, Pudu. Okay, so, jeez, um, so Karelian whiskey uh, is reportedly to be. Is it spelled with an E or without an E? Uh, everything I found is with an E. Yes. Oh, is it with? Okay. Yes, with an E. The um, good spelling. It is supposed to be, let me find the exact phrasing. Um, it had an amber color and a crisp woody taste. Uh, it was a favorite of the black market trade. It was said to be uh, both woody and spicy in oh, flavor. Yes. I've been so, described that before. So I uh, figured that it, in... Way know, to bury the lead, Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured that in in accordance with the woody spicy, woody spicy. um Karelian whiskey we would review a higher rye. I want to oh, review okay. that. 
Whiskey. Oh, I would love. I, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm never gonna get to try well, it that. It didn't come from America, so it's obviously not bourbon. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's whiskey. Um, and then just quick side note. Um, there was a specific batch uh, of Corellian whiskey, NN182, um, that Han Solo called the rarest type, and he said that it was equivalent to, if not more valuable than, the Millennium Falcon. Wow. Well, I mean, that's a piece of junk. So, I mean, like, what kind of, what, how, how valuable can moves. it be? Um, and it was some maneuvers. It was, <laughs> it was very specifically uh, Weirin's Reserve. Um, is spelled a couple of different ways. But, yeah, I don't. That is, I'm really happy that you looked that up. <laughs> That's awesome. But I was like, that. I got it. I was like, it can't just be a Star Wars episode. Of it. How am I going to tie this in? And I, I found that, and I was like, perfect. Nice. So anyway, uh, we're going to jump into the review portion uh, of the show uh, as we normally do. Uh, oh, this we is have where we actually rate it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I'll um, get my notepad ready. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, Chad, but, Chad helped us out and said you should really start writing this stuff down, considering the fact <laughs> that you can't. And there's no remember. paper. <laughs> yeah, and there's no paper, so use your phone. Okay. Sorry, um, um, I am nothing if not unprepared for this. <laughs> For the show. That's my podcasting experience. I am nothing if not unprepared. <laughs> I can add, I looked up the mash bill for this. Oh, fantastic. OGD 114. Um, it's it's 63% corn, 27% rye, and 10% malted barley. Oh, okay. And it, of course it's made by Jim Beam. Yeah. So we, I mean, we could have uh, put it in in between bullet and, and turkey. Well, we went proof-wise. Yeah, and That's I mean, that, that was the whole point, but... I, uh, you know, I'd reviewed both Turkey 101 and Bullet on the show before we hadn't reviewed uh, Grand, Admiral, uh, Grand Admiral 114, excuse me. Did you say Grand Admiral 114? Grand Admiral 114. Grand, Grand Admiral 114. Grand Admiral, <laughs> Admiral Thrawn 114. <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn, Thrawn Reserve. No, if I, if, if I get a lot of money one day, I'm going to invest in a... Uh, a distillery, and that's going to be my. That's going to be the, the, the bourbon I make. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, so, for uh, anybody who is new to the show, if you've just stumbled upon this because of Star Wars, hey, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Drink more bourbon. Yeah, no kidding. Um, we have a review system on the show of nose, palate, price, and finish. Each category is out of five, Ooh. and at the end, we tally it up. Bill's enjoying it. Have you ever had 114 before? I haven't. That's okay, nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Um, and at the end, we tally everything up to be a total out of 20. Um, we are all three drinking out of Glencairn glasses. Um, Chad's favorite glass. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. 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 Fake news. This has become the uh, President Trump impersonation podcast. It has. And Star Wars. Star Wars and President Trump impersonation podcast. Um, so what do you guys think about the nose right off the bat? I like it. It might yeah. be the favorite part. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little too rubbing alcohol for me, honestly. Like no, I'm getting like the nut. I'm not nuttiness. I'm, again, I fall right in the middle of between the between the two of that those. Jim Beam nuttiness. Mm-hmm. Like I feel no, like, I agree. Like I like. Here's the thing. I like the taste, but like that nose is just it's it's the rubbing alcohol that I like. Mm. We should I put it in a in a uh, Norlin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because we, I mean, I've always found, as I said before, that the Norlin glass gets rid of the uh, ethanol on the mm-hmm. nose. Um, I, I, I do, I do get a lot of the ethanol, but I very much, um, can, can smell the, <laughs> actually it's worse when you do one nostril. Really? Yeah. I get straight ethanol when I do one nostril. I get I ethanol, both? I get ethanol and, uh, movie theater popcorn. That is an interesting, uh, palate. N- nutty, nutty, n- nutty butter, nutty butter. 
Nutty butter. So N- maybe that, butter. maybe butter. The, the nutter butter. Let's get nutter butter. <laughs> um, the the nose really for me. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but I mean, I definitely prefer the the palate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to it's, the nose. Try um, resting your nose here on the top and smelling it. You get a little less ethanol. Oh yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah. You try to get more. Yeah, because you get more. You get your mouth closer to the the actual glass. Yeah. Also, this is a very open um, your mouth too. This is a very staunch um, contrast yeah, between. There it is. Yeah, it's a very staunch contrast between what we've just been talking about and what. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the finish on it is uh, really fantastic too. I mean, it is one of those that just kind of doesn't quit <laughs> for me. It, it's. It's a little. It's really smooth for me. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know about everybody yeah. else, but. And this is a bourbon too that very. Uh, if you're seeing it for more than about twenty six or twenty seven dollars, don't, don't buy it well, because. Said, uh, when I looked it up, hold on, I'll tell you where it came from. Uh, BreakingBourbon.com. It said MSRP twenty seventeen. Of twenty nine dollars. Oh, really? So it has gone up. You know when okay. it, when it was discontinued for a while. Yeah. It used to be under twenty five because this was in our fifty and our twenty five. Oh, oh, that's it, right. Then that's it right. was discontinued. Yeah. It came back higher price. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Welcome to the the bourbon market. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I, I've only, I've really only ever seen it around twenty six or twenty seven. But I I think um, for MSRP purposes, we should probably put it at about a thirty. Yeah, I, think um, so. I mean because that that's where it stands as of January twenty first, twenty eighteen. So, Chad, do you want to go first, or Bill, do you want to go first? Uh, I'm not done. done okay. Yet. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's keep enjoying it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, do you guys like uh, Clone Wars? I yeah, do. I love oh, oh yeah. absolutely. I think I think it's a very interesting way of approaching the Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, vocabulary well, like, of you can't, like you can't do the entire war in a single movie so it, mm-hmm. it makes sense that you would do it in a TV series and the fact that Dave Filoni and, and George Lucas like himself like he that was something that he had a direct hand in right so absolutely I love it and I've actually been rewatching it just because I'm I'm trying to get more in tune with canon are you okay? Hmm? are you fine? Oh, no he's process. It's, it's, it's the process he has, he has a very specific uh-huh. tasting process which you can uh, hear more of on uh, episode, was it 10 or 11? 10. 10 of, uh, of this show. If you ever need an idiot to come on your show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. I know a couple people, or you okay, could just cool. use me. I mean, that's, <laughs> either way. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, overall with this one, I don't, I don't get a whole lot of the rye, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not a, an overly you know, spicy bourbon. It yeah. is a little bit... Um, Hotter than what we've had um, today, but I, I think that it is. Um, What'd you say the bullet was? Rye wise, twenty eight. What's the twenty seven? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm I'm all about you know, I'm all about challenging, as we've uh, <laughs> established on this episode. I mean, you're talking. Oh, math, my bane. Twenty four. Points difference? Bill's making, you know, the Italian hands meme? Baba da Boopy. Is, 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 <laughs> is that is, what it's actually is, called? I think, I think so. The Baba da Boopy. Baba my favorite, my favorite though was uh, the Italian Loch Ness monster, and it was just that <laughs> hand sticking out of Blake Loch Ness. <laughs> hey, shut up, you face. <laughs> Sorry for all the Italian. 
people listen. Oh, you no, know, yeah. No disrespect, no you know. But oh, you make fun of us, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish Catholic. It yeah. writes itself. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll go first because I've... Um, All right. You know, I, I, I'm in charge of this here. <laughs> show. You're... Um, nose, I think I'm going to have to give uh, a two and a half because it doesn't really... At a 20? No, 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 okay. out, of, out of five. Okay, out Sorry. of five, okay. Yeah. Um, it, it has uh, a, a lot, but I have to kind of work for um, what I consider to be pleasant mm-hmm. um, on that uh, on the nose. Um, palette, I think I'm going to give... Mm, I, I'm, I'm straddling the line between f- uh, three and a half and four. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, like, I, I really do enjoy it, so I, might, I, I think I might just bump it up to a four. Um, Sorry, hold on. I have to text my wife back. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I'm gonna give the palette a four because it is it is really pretty complex. Um, where it takes you know what you kind of normally expect from a bourbon and kind of bumps it up a little bit. <clears throat> and repeat listeners know that um, I, I, I'm, if it if a bourbon has oak vanilla caramel on the palate mm-hmm. that is basically automatically a three. And then, you know, I take, I take things, it, but you know, if, if something falls short, you know, it's going to go lower than that. Sure. But, um, that being said, you know, when things start to kind of pile on with the palate, I, I enjoy them. Um, I, I enjoy them more and I start to, to rate them a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, finish on, let me take another sip so I can, Real-time scoring. <laughs> In media res, as Tanner would call it. Mm. I think the finish, I'm going to give a three. Um, because a, a lot of what I enjoy on the palate carries over, but it doesn't... I think it, uh, uh, it evaporates a little too quickly for me. And then on price, I think I'm going to give it a four as well. Um, just because Wait, it... Price? Nose, palate, taste, finish... Price? Nose palette finish price. Oh. Nose palette finish price. <laughs> okay. Chad, let me ask you something. Is this your first time being on or listening to the show? First time paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we were on the show together, we had had a little bit of bourbon, and uh, that's, you know, yeah. a story for another episode. Absolutely. Um, and, and price I'm going to give it for, because it is one of those where for a high, high-proof bourbon, um, and I think the complexity of it, uh, you're going to have a hard time finding something that is really this this accessible and, and this enjoyable, um, especially if you uh, enjoy peanut butteriness or just kind of nuttiness um, overall. Um, you know, go, go and find it. It is a little bit harder to find anymore. Um, but <laughs> there is no nose, cheating, Bill. Nose, nose palette. Okay. Finish price. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just <laughs> trying to get the categories. <laughs> so let me see. Uh, I had eight, eleven. Uh, I gave it a thirteen and a half out of twenty. And one of the things that I've tried to do recently um, with my reviews is you guys um, tried to. Uh, finish up your. There we go. Mama nerdy's on fool. Um, one of the things that I've really tried to learn to do with this show is be a little bit more critical of what I've been drinking, um, and and not just because um, I know that other people are listening, and you know, 
I, this sounds so douchey, but taking what I say into account in terms of their <laughs> their their purchase options, um, but like I, I'm I'm really trying to just be conscious of you know what I really think about it um, or, or where I understand the bourbon to to fall on my palate and everything. But yeah. anyway, so my total is thirteen and a half out of twenty. Um, so anybody else, go first. Okay, I'll go ahead and go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I thought the nose was one of the most enjoyable things, so I gave that a four out of five. I thought nice. it really had a lot going on, a lot of anticipation. The palate, uh, it was solid. It was kind of middle of the road. I gave it a three out of five. Um, finish, and I have to say, this is a bourbon that we've uncorked before and we've reviewed before, and it was not favorable. Really? Yeah. It was not favorable. Like, we kind of put this one... The look in his eyes as he says that yeah. is just... I'm not kidding around. I'm not kidding around. We've not loved this bourbon. I'm scared. On bourbon night. Um, we love it in cocktails. Yeah. But just neat. We have not loved this bourbon. But I guess it's growing on me because I've had two or three bottles because of you know the use of it in cocktails. And I think right. it is growing on me, actually. So I scored this a lot better than I thought I was going to. So, palette, I did three out of five. Uh, finish, I also did three out of five. Okay. And for the price, around $29. For 114 proof, I think you always have to put proof, you know, in, into the consideration. Uh, yeah, I do too. Um, mm-hmm. And since it does uh, edge on those nutty notes, which I am a real big fan of, I also gave No it. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> if you listen, yeah. If you watch our show on YouTube, you know. Uh, I also gave it a, a three out of five, so that's a, a solid thirteen out of yeah, twenty. Yeah, good overall. And I gave it a thirteen and a half. So yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're all pretty much in. The, well, not all. You know, Bill hasn't given his. <laughs> <bourbon> <laughs> yet, sorry, the bourbon does work. I would just like to say that this is my it house. Does. The bourbon does it's, work. It does work. Awesome. Indeed, yeah. it does. <laughs> um, so for me, the nose it was a little bit too ethanol-y, I guess is the is the word. I guess I don't <laughs> the know. Technical sure. term, a technical sure. term, as yeah. uh, the connoisseurs would say. Um, so I gave it a two. Um, but in terms of the palate, I really, really enjoyed it. It really, it went down smooth. I kind of felt all the flavors, all the kind of oaky kind of, uh, bourbon flavors that I love. So I gave it a four. Um, it's not perfect, but I think it was pretty close to, <laughs> to getting up to where I like. And then the finish, the finish, finish, yeah, the, finish. the finish, uh, I also <laughs> gave a four. Um, because it, it didn't, it, it, I'm st- up still feeling it now and it's not harsh. It's, it. it, it's yeah. just, it feels, it feels right. I'm enjoying it, it, which is what I enjoy about bourbon. And then price, just because I want to be different, 3.8. Um, <laughs> oh, whoa. 3.8? I didn't know you could do that. No, you can't. Well, can, can we do that? I didn't know. Apparently you can. Okay, so we have a first 13.8. Uh, 13.8 is, is, the, uh, is the... You would. <laughs> you would. <laughs> is the rating I'm going to get 13.8 out of 20. Only, only cis deal in absolute. Oh, don't try it. Oh, man. That is... I have the high ground. Don't try it. <laughs> I hate you! <laughs> your legs, your arms, all of it just in you're the end. But just I'm not going to put you out of your misery. I love you. No, I brother. love you, but you're my brother and you were the chosen I'm one. But I'm not going to put you out of your misery. Do you guys ever watch Star Wars Theory? On, I, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, so there was an episode um, a, a couple weeks ago, I think, or maybe it was longer than that, of like, why did Obi-Wan leave Anakin on Mustafar? <laughs> he's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. 
dick. So that I'll take your lightsaber. Yoink! <laughs> you can just go ahead and burn. That bodes well for the uh, Obi Wan Solo movie. Yeah, it, it comes out which yeah, I'm eventually. For, but that's just <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I have higher hopes for it than I do the Solo um, movie. Than the Solo movie, oh, okay. yeah, Absolutely. for sure, for sure. Especially if you and McGregor is on board. Back. Mm-hmm. Please get that hashtag going. Bring <laughs> back. Hashtag bringing you in back. Yeah. Um, so, guys, thank you all so much for being on the show. We're going to uh, hop into real quick because we are officially into uh, the longest episode of the show. So- hey! <laughs> I'm not going to take the entire credit for that, but I'm going to take No, it. You, I, I asked you on the show. Well, so. if we'd all agree on <laughs> it, exactly. a much shorter podcast. <laughs> Do you like Star Wars? Yep. You like yep. Star Wars? Yep. yep. Okay, that's the guys. Did we just become best friends? Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, we're going to launch into Tips and Bits, the recommendation portion of the show. Sure, sure. Uh, Bill, you want to go first with Tips and Bits? Uh, 23-year-old Pappy Van Winkle is very, very good. Um, <laughs> beside that, if you are right. looking, if you are, let's, let's just say you are a 21-year-old college student. You're looking to save a little bit of money. Uh, you're just mixing. Uh, I like to use Varial Barton, uh, 86 proof is very, very good if you're just using the mixing. Um, but if you're going to drink like a man, (laughs) whoa, wow, 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 Wow. put it on the table, just, just, just Just put it on the table and that's, that's my dick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and it just got to mature right (laughs) Would you please put that on? (laughs) It's a good thing we're not filming this episode. Keep the same exactly. PG thirteen. <laughs> All right. Um, I just cleaned my house. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'll clean it up before. I'll, I'll clean it up before no, no, no. I leave. Get out. Get out. Um, <laughs> I'd recommend just the the Basil ha- uh, Hayden. Uh, I've really been enjoying it. It's been, uh, it's sorry, been good to me. Sorry, the dog just entered the house. It's all good. It's 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 a clusterfuck. So let's just keep <laughs> let's just keep going. Um, so I've been really really enjoying that. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my recommendation right now. Ariel Barden and some basil. Nice, nice. Word up, Chet. Um, I'm going to continue what I think I recommend on tips and bits. Uh, last time I was on the show, but include it to the YouTube channel of my friend who we've already talked about. James so, Rainey. Yeah. YouTube.com slash James Rainey to listen to, um, one, his, his, his thoughts on Star Wars. But then what he also does is a, no, is a new video about consistency in critics' ratings. And he actually talks about Bright, which was brought up oh, earlier. Yeah, yeah. How critics bashed Bright, but then they let a lot of story elements basically pass in in last jedi so it's, it's really interesting just to listen to it and kind of think about it and you know why why is this okay but not okay here and da 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 so i would say that uh drinking wise um i'm gonna you know save some people some money and say pick up the <laughs> shocker the jim beam rye mm-hmm. i think the jim beam rye that's yeah. a good call yeah that's a really really good call for you know 22 <laughs> bucks depending on where you live uh just a, a really good rye for what it is yeah um you know, no no spoilers for uh, It's Bourbon Night no, on, on no YouTube. Spoilers, no spoilers. Um, I'm going to recommend beca- uh, to uh, hang with the Star Wars theme here, uh, Star Wars from a Certain Point of View. There you go. Um, ah, yes. That's that, a great book. It's so good. I, I've been reading through it um, kind of intermittently uh, over the past two months. I got it for, mm-hmm. or, or just a month, really. Um, I got it for Christmas. Oh, I didn't know we um, were recommending Star Wars Oh, shows. you can recommend anything. Oh, go, go, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll finish it. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back around I'll to come back here around, in a yeah. second. Um, I, there is so much in that book that it, it, it's, it doesn't just read as like it being the, this like 
I, I, I'm trying to f- find the right words for it, but being like this conglomerate of canon, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it's an easy reader with, I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it's stories, it's prose, it's, you know, I mean, it's really accessible for uh, somebody who uh, wants mm-hmm. to know more about the Star Wars lore, but also, <clears throat> you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. Isn't willing. They don't want to sit in front of their mm-hmm. computer for mm-hmm. sure, <laughs> hours sure. at a day. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to recommend. Um, it, as you can probably tell, we're all kind of nerds here on the show. I prefer um, the term geeks, but go ahead. Okay, Ger- mm-hmm. uh, geeks. Gerks. Okay, fine, geeks. Um, I'm going to recommend Batman White Knight, mm-hmm. uh, which has been an unbelievable uh, storyline um, where the Joker is basically reduced to being Jack Napier again. Mm. Um, and he starts to take political action against Batman. Batman. And it's really, really fascinating to see um, how he not only manipulates um, like the Gotham City Police Department against Batman, but also his fellow criminals. Uh, no. it, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just saying. Can we take a time out real quick? I have to pee so bad. <laughs> like, no, this is getting left in. Okay. You go ahead and pee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, can I get through real quick? Sure. Thank you. I'm so, like, it, it's like, it's like, hold your wee for a wee. I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, and I'll get on mic. Um, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not a, a big fan of knowing who the Joker is. Like, origin I'm story. I'm not really either. So, Jack Napier, that's obviously 1989 Batman. Um, like, I'm not a fan of but it's not, knowing um, his it, identity. You know, of course, it's not in canon with the Batman Well, that's, that's fine. You know, it, it, it is very much like a... Um, what, like a what if? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. Like the, the old Elseworld, sure. Elseworld stories sure. uh, that DC used to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, it it has I think like eight issues. Okay. Of it total, um, okay. and I think is this three, recent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's out right now. Um, I think only three or four issues of it have come out so oh, far. Okay. Um, but I, I've been really, really enjoying that nice. story. I, nice. I like it more than um, Dark Knight Metals, um, mm. or Dark Knight's Metal, whatever it's called, where it's a it's another story about Batman, um, <clears throat> where they kind of delve into. It's really complicated, <laughs> um, but they go into also kind of Elseworlds territory where they bring in Batman, Bat Batman, Batman, Batman. Sure, okay. um, from alternate timelines. Mm. Like there's a Batman um, who basically is Batman and the Joker crossed over. Uh, um, yeah. There's a Batman and Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, crossover too. I mean, it, there, there's all these different um, iterations of Batman that oh, okay. um, kind of collide in yeah. the um, Earth One, Earth Zero, whatever it's being called now right, in, right, in right. DC Earth continuity, Prime or whatever. Yeah, sure. Okay. I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's hard to keep up with. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I haven't enjoyed that as much as I have Batman White Knight. So I definitely recommend Batman White Knight okay. um, right now. And in terms of drinks, I'm trying to think what uh, I drink. Curious, you know, try things that you've never oh, had before. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, that was kind of what led me to, as we talked about earlier, getting the uh, Old Kentucky Barrel Select four year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed uh, Jim Beam Distiller's cut as well. Um, 
Jim Beam Distiller's Cut made it onto my top five bourbons of uh, 2017. Wow. It did, yeah. Um, and then I had Jim Beam Choice, and I was like, why did I do this? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Feeling the choice. Yeah, I actually kind of like the choice a little bit better than I do the Distiller's ah. Cut, which is very, very interesting. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Tips and Bits. Tips and Bits. Tips and Bits. Um... So, what's wrong? Oh, okay. Great. The dog's still in heat. Um, so, she's... Awesome. Yeah. Me oh, too. No, it's, 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 <laughs> it's all good. It's a current it's state of affairs. Um, Chad and Bill, if uh, people want to find you on social media, where can they do that? You guys can find me on Twitter at Star Wars Bill. You can find me on my podcast, The Resistance Broadcast. Uh, every Monday uh, and Thursday uh, in the next coming weeks. Um, thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. Dude, you're like, so welcome. I mean, absolutely. It, what this a great so way much, to talk about Star Wars. This was so much fun. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. So yeah, find me there. Find me writing for uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com. So yeah, just yeah. drink bourbon, watch Star Wars, do whatever you, do whatever you need to do. You both at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, just let me add... Um, and this is in no way like a competition. Listen to this, not that, because you should listen to all Star Wars things. <laughs> but I just want to plug my buddies who do Inside the Force, their yep. their, their podcast. Um, should, probably should have put that in the tips and bits, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, for me, you know, you can you can follow me personally on Instagram, but why? Because I don't post that often. I just say follow it's Bourbon Night <laughs> on on Instagram and Twitter. You want to plug Sarah? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You more likely follow her. It's uh, will work for Bourbon on Instagram. <laughs> so will I. Uh, yeah, and of course our uh, Bourbon Night, which is uh, YouTube.com/slash it's Bourbon Night. That's the most important place that to find you guys. That is the very most important place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you guys just put out, um, as of recording this episode, the 7500 uh, Q&A, Q&A awesome. right. uh, which was a lot of fun. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a, a lot. We enjoyed I it mean, a not, lot. not just because you gave the show a, a shout-out or two. Couple, uh, couple shout-outs. I, I know, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I always enjoy watching you guys just oh. kind of hang out and talk yeah. about verbally. Bill's got a side note. I remembered our Twitter page. At RB at SWNN uh, for the Resistance broadcast. Ah. It's, so just follow us there or follow me at Star Wars <laughs> Bill. It's all good. Got it, got it. I'm sure that if they follow you, they'll, they'll, it'll, it'll, it'll eventually get there. I was just, yeah. The guys would kill me. It would all connect, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, as always, thank you all so much for listening to this show. I know this was a little bit different from what we normally do, um, but if you've made it this far, we know that you're going to keep listening to this show, too. <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at My Bourbon Shop. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. This is My Bourbon Shop. The Threadless store, uh, threadless.com slash My Bourbon Shop. Or maybe it's, no, wait. No, it's mybourbonshop.threadless.com. <laughs> what, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast. Uh, give us a rate and review on iTunes. We would really, really appreciate that. There have been a couple of reviews so far. Um, shout out to Billy and um, that other guy. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I can't Very remember important. who you are. That other guy. Um, but thank you all so much for uh, uh, giving us positive reviews on the show. Um, once again, Chad and, and Bill, thank you all so much for being on the show. Thank it's you. been a lot of thank fun. Thank you so much. Um, it's a pleasure. You know, we'll have you back in the future as well. But until awesome. then, I'm Perry, and this is my bourbon podcast. Mm-hmm.